Check one, check two, check one, check two. Greetings, good people. My name is Adon Bean. You are tuned into the set list powered by Fourth District. Uh, we have kept this amazing, fantastic, super dope uh, run of fresh artists going. And that is without uh, any stopping or any hindrance because in the studio today, I have uh, a very talented artist, a very talented MC, and a person who I'm just an overall fan of as a human being, someone I've gotten to know and call a friend, uh, Alex Faith. What's going on, good sir? I appreciate that. Yes. I, I'm good. I'm good. Not much is going on, but I, I appreciate all of those kind things. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I'm just super, I'm hyped that, like, we were able to make time for this to come through and everything like that. You um, you no longer live in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. You are now in Texas. Yep. The H. The Houston, H. Baby. Houston. Maine. Houston, Maine. Uh, what, si- what side of Houston are you? I live in Southwest Houston. Not, South- not quite A-Leaf. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because Houston got their own SWATs. They do. <laughs> and I'm very close to the SWATs, but not in them. I, I, I live a very quiet suburban life these That's days. That's what's up. Still in the city, but hey. it's kind of suburban. We got sidewalks and stuff. Bruh, you know, uh, I, had a, I had a show last summer, I guess it was, and I came out there and... Um, <laughs> You came out to the event, you came out to the show, and uh, I really got to see just how huge Houston is. It's a planet. It's absolutely. (laughs) It's a planet. planet. That's why Astro World. (laughs) Yeah. That whole concept, that's a real thing, bro. Yeah. And then culturally, it's like the north side is different than the south side. They're as different as, as... I mean, bruh, it is, it's like not even the same city bruh. when you cross a certain line. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like, um, yeah, just and it's just tru- it's, it's an hour big. It's like, it's like an hour and a half driving. You're still in Houston. It's so crazy. Like, I was blown away. I can't even, do you remember what part of Houston I was in? Because it wasn't Houston, but it was Houston. Yeah, and that's it, the thing is Houston has like, I mean, you know how Atlanta has Alfaretta and sure. Marietta. Houston's got that times 10 yeah 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 it was just crazy it was bewildering to me like the idea because i think i don't even remember what what airport i was flying out of he's like oh yeah that's we got two right that's the thing like two big gigantic airports on opposite ends they're an hour (laughs) apart and they're both in houston that's the crazy part is that like i was getting the uber to head to the airport and was like yes you should probably a lot for like an hour and a half yeah, to, bro, just to make a sure you ride, get that. <laughs> bro it was not a game it was so not a game um but it was uh it was it was a fun time it was it was dope it was incredibly hot uh mm-hmm. because that's just what texas <laughs> likes to mexico do mexico is our neighbor um <laughs> bro it was like 106 one day last week and yeah. i was watching the news and the guy on the news was like you know it's 106 degrees outside, but it feels like 115. And I was like, why did like <laughs> why did people settle here? Why do I live here? This is pain. What what brought us to this point? But um, but you know, in some an honest uh fashion, like let's let, let me ask that. Why did you end up in Houston? Okay. So um the short answer is uh well, I don't know if I've got a short answer for this question. <laughs> okay. I like Texas. That's the short answer. Word. And I was, was very open to just going back because I yeah. lived in Dallas for a got year. You. And I actually didn't like Dallas. I'm not hating on Dallas. But I, when I was in Dallas, I was like, I'm moving back to Atlanta. Bet. Like yeah. quick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dallas is a very, it's an incredibly nice city. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as hip hop, mm-hmm. like it's just, 
it's just not really there. Whereas Houston, mm. hip hop is like the dominant culture. Interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. Especially among like my age group. Like, okay. It doesn't matter if you're white, black, uh, Mexican, Hispanic, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Like people in Houston, like they do hip hop. Yeah. They love hip hop. Everybody listens to it. Interesting. Um, and I know like, so I know musicians and MCs from, I mean, Texas is humongous but like i know from from dallas and i know some from houston too uh but obviously dallas has a music scene yeah so this is what i'll say mm-hmm. so atlanta nashville that's that's dallas and houston i got you you feel me i got you it's like yeah there's rappers in nashville yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. And there's a music scene in nashville but nobody moves to nashville to rap interesting got you You know what i mean yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's like oh i can do shows and i can go to deep Ellum and bishop mm-hmm. arts and they got the neighborhoods like atlanta has right where it's like oh you got east atlanta village you got this area and that area where like there's clubs and places to do events but like dallas is more rock country alternative mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's it, rap is there because it's this is America, right? But, right, right. But Houston is like, bruh, it's cats still riding around with elbows, listening. Yeah, to, you know what I'm saying, like Big Pokey and all this other stuff. And it's like, oh, okay, Troy, just yeah, Kiki. Them all dudes that, still yeah. run the city, dog. So they crazy. play them on the radio like them songs came out yesterday. That's the low like, city Don. Like, that's crazy. Like it's, ad- I love it. No, it's 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 admirable. It's almost like it'd be like if um. You know, Kilo Ali was still like That's exactly on the what radio. Like, <laughs> bro, like 97.9, the box is devoted to Houston rap music. That's so they dope. are the most locally supported radio. I'm just like, dang, bro, like they really just play Houston stuff. And, and what's wild is like you could see that when Houston had their run, maybe like eight, 10 years ago, yeah. 15, you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. 12, like when you saw like, Mike Jones and Slim Thug and 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 Paul Wall and Camille like you saw all of them they are still run running Houston it's crazy it's in, like bro crazy Slim Thug uh I mean and here's the other thing is like all of those rappers because the city embraced them like you get to see them they do more for Houston than anybody else man trade the truth when yeah. Hurricane Harvey came around it was like bro he was putting everyone to shame that's crazy and he's a gangster rapper right like, right right, right, right was right. out there in, in a in a wetsuit you know riding <laughs> in a boat yeah. saving people out of their houses right 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 rappers in Houston are like it's just a matter of time until they run everything like even politically like if one of these jokers ran they would win that's hilarious <laughs> that's hilarious and, and like super dope I love love i love knowing that like micro localized scenes um are still like operating in a self-sufficient fashion yeah. you know what i mean like because what we've seen now with like the democratization of the internet and this larger viewpoint you know consolidation of radio whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it but what we've seen is almost like uh the attempted eradication of local scenes with local slang with local terms the thing now yeah and so you have these like chameleon-esque artists who you're just like this person grew up in this area but they don't sound like anything from that area nobody there knows them yeah yeah that's not the case honestly yeah houston like even the young guys in houston uh you think about maxo cream you think about Mm. 
uh, Sauce Walker, like those mm. guys are still just very respected. That's super like, dope. Crazy. There's people in Atlanta probably never heard of Sauce Walker. Maxo Cream is huge right now. Wow. Like in general. Yeah. Um, and there's people I talk to all the time. They're like, I don't know who he is. And I'm like, bruh, he is Drake in Houston. That's so crazy. That's so crazy. And what's wild is Drake is probably like trying Drake to is make Drake him. in Houston. Yeah. So listen, yeah. We have Drake yeah. Week in Houston. They so love nuts. him. That's so nuts. It's kind of hilarious, actually. It's so but nuts. it's the whole. You know, it's the rap a lot, Jay Prince, Drake it relationship, is. dog. It is. Them guys. And then Jay Prince just released a, a book. The book that ja- that Jazz Waters actually co wrote for him or whatever. Oh, for that. real? Yeah. I like her a lot. Yeah, actually. she's she's an incredibly talented writer and everything. Yeah. So she's she was kind of brought on as the the, I the had writer no for idea. that. That makes that way more interesting now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Things but. you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she um but that being said, like, yeah, that Drake that you know that jay prince like yeah. that connection there but it's just it's wild because you're kind of like what area can drake go to and not have that same level of like connection because he's like it what i mean by that is simply to say that like it's the the charge against him obviously it's like this toronto six god artist who is as much Toronto as he is Houston, as he is Memphis, as he is, you know, He's, Jamaican uh, as he that's is. That's the reason <laughs> Atlanta, he is who he is. That's Miami. the guy at the top of the totem pole is there for a reason. He is, man, he is. I'm not a hater. Yes. <laughs> but we are here to talk about right. uh Alex Faith, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh and um man, you we're we're kinda coming I'm not sure when this will actually air. That's my open disclaimer. But mm-hmm. I wanted to say that we are very close close to the release of uh yeah can i is it lp or is it ep uh i didn't i never clarified yeah because i was like bro lps are mad short these days they are and eps are EP, like i don't know I eps like, are maxi singles now like yeah. you like, like speaking three songs of, aforementioned drake put out a two song ep, EP like called it that and i'm like <laughs> right. no that's a I, I like last summer i put out the summer pack with three songs right and i called that a maxi single yeah, yeah. that's what it was and yeah. then people were like nah that's a whole ep I'm like <laughs> Okay, well, Word. this is an album then. That's what I've been catching me asking. I'm like, I got a new album out. I don't even there it anything. is. Yeah. There it is. So yes, this album project, if you just want to be very general, mm-hmm. is uh, Simple Minds. And um, man, we have not heard from Alex Faith musically since was that uh, was that Intruder? Mm-hmm. That which yeah, was an well, EP. There was the summer pack. Oh, uh, I'm in sorry. Between yeah, that. but honestly, bro, like I I didn't even promote that like yeah. that hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was, it was, Summer Pack was, I need to put out music so mm-hmm. people don't think I really, for real, for real, fell off the yeah, planet. Yeah, right, um, right, And, but yeah, before that, my last actual project that I had spent time on <laughs> <laughs> yes. was uh, was Intruder. Got you. Yeah. And um, man, so you've come back with this project and, you know, for those who, I don't know, you're under a rock and you just have not listened to the set list before. What we do with the set list is we kind of talk to the artists, but we like to get to know the artists by knowing their influences. Mm-hmm. And so we talk, we do that through the context of a set list, someone putting together a set list or a track listing uh, in that sense. And so we'll talk to you. Uh, we're going to talk about Simple Minds, but we're also going to talk about kind of the music that has influenced you mm-hmm. as an artist and, you know, maybe maybe able to find some common threads in that. But, you know, what I'll say from the offset is that like Simple Minds, one, is you can tell this is a different project from what we've heard from Alex Faith, like up to this point. I feel like production you're in a different place 
so musically you're in yeah. a different place mentally i feel like you're in a different place uh I, like lyrically i think you're in a different place um and this is of course not shitting on previous work but it's like right. essentially just saying like the work is that that this is it feels like a a, a more uh, it feels like a i don't want to say a more fully re- realized but from the person that i know that i know off of the mic it's like oh yeah this is a a an, an exact representation of the man that i know right now right. like in this moment that's good because i it's like man if if you can't listen to my music and feel like you know who i'm gonna be mm-hmm. or know what i'm going to be like in person i feel like on some level i've failed a little bit gotcha so i've built what like platform image brand all of that all of those buzzwords like i've yeah. built all of that stuff on the the idea that i am trying to just be like obnoxiously honest about mm, myself and mm-hmm. my, my first mixtape was honest to god you yeah. Know? yeah yeah there was a bunch of controversial you know subject matter on that and then my mm-hmm. next project more controversial subject matter and mm-hmm. it's like i always wanted people to know like this is what's in my heart this is who i am this is how like if you meet me i'm gonna be the same as i am on these records and i feel like i agree with you and it's like yeah not to shit on any of the other music mm-hmm. i don't even see it that way because for me i'm like if i'm not getting better with each project like Facts. i'm also failing yeah 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 so yeah. I, I i i do feel like yeah production um mm. you know I, I just met some really good people yeah um like real like real ass hip-hop mm-hmm. like individuals my dude dj iv in houston mm. uh we were just IV. having yeah shout out to him we just had this whole conversation before we started this interview about how he produced my entire project on an mpc yeah that he kicked the and and he recorded all of the samples from you know a turntable into the mpc like we never pulled a sample from anywhere other than a piece of vinyl crazy um and so when you listen to the project it's like i feel like you can hear that you can Mm -hmm. hear the analog you can hear the moving parts you can hear all of that stuff that's something that's important to me Mm -hmm. lyrically like Mm -hmm. stretching myself pushing myself making sure i'm trying to 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 like really perfect like cadence delivery melody um like musical stuff because it's 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 not necessarily always about what you're saying yeah it's like you got to have some swag you got to know how to deliver you got to know how to do these things and it's like with every project i feel like i've learned more about my voice absolutely you know what i mean that's that's super important as an artist yeah yeah speaking of matt we're gonna we're gonna start we're gonna play the uh first song off the project called speechless simple minds alex faith you know what i'm saying i just i didn't really think it was gonna feel this good you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Yeah, if I keep it real, I can tell y'all that I quit last year, went back to college, felt I wasted time. I know they thought I just disappeared, had to take a break on some personal shit. Not the person to get personal with. I mind my own, I know I'm disappointing. Maybe that's why I'm not the person you with. Just going through life, believe what I do and I take care of mine. I believe my eyes, they callin' my phone and they ruin my vibe They out here texting all day, weak in the heart, got them feeling away I just ignore it and move right along, can't even hear what they say I'm from the south, gold in my mouth, pedigree solid, I am who I am I do not feel like they energy real, all in my face you be acting like fam All in my feelings, I'm feeling like damn, I cannot be this emotional I do not feel like I'm going to, ask them the question like what they been going through I just don't care, and I am not going to I am just trying to chill with my wife Play with my family, you play with your life Try me today, we can run it tonight I'ma be nine, hold up Let me slow it down cause I'm really a pacifist Had to say it once cause I'm really a pacifist All up in the spot, I still get with the pastor is I'm just playing, dawg 
I'm just saying, dog. All this gold up in my mouth, I can't say it, dog. Nah, like for real. I don't, I don't even have. Ladies words. and gentlemen, that right there was speechless uh, off of the Simple Minds uh, project by mm-hmm. Alex Faith. Um, man, like from the outset, the flutes. Yeah, nah, they grab you, <laughs> and that's like it's, it's it's all Ivy. Yeah, I can't take any credit for any of this stuff. Yeah. Like he's he's uh, he's just giving me like beautiful like just canvas. To, yeah, to just it's like he does his thing, and then I get to come do my thing, and then uh, I mean honestly, it's like I don't even have to really try hard that much. Got you. He's he's brilliant, bro. Like I really don't know any other way to say. I. I would agree with that in the sense of like having gotten to uh, meet and hang out with dude for for a bit. Like he's he's such a uh, a genuine person though too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which yeah. is also like man, like you're talented, but then you're also a good dude. Yeah, he's not an asshole, right? At all. Like and that's and he's not pretentious. He 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 don't like honestly. He's extra humble, and I'd be like, bro, what you do <laughs> is not normal. <laughs> and I know guys who don't do any of what you do yeah and they feeling they self right. extra hard and ivy has always just been like a very meek into i mean don't get it twisted like <laughs> no 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 he will I'm split just, your head yeah, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no you know what i'm saying like it's not daffodils yeah you know yeah I mean? it's but, not like daffodils and like yeah you know, he's like, just a very humble creative like right. he studies his craft he right. studies music like when he we came to atlanta mm-hmm. first thing he did was like you need to drop me off at a record store we were only here for a day uh, yeah, I yeah, dropped yeah. him off. Yeah, he yeah. spent like four hours in that mug, and then when he got out, he was—he's the type of dude that'll go in a record store and be like, "I'm disappointed because they didn't have anything good." And I look at it, and I'm like, "There are thousands of records in there." He's <laughs> like, "Yeah, it's all crap." Yeah. So right. he's the type of dude right. who actually has those opinions right. because he knows mm-hmm. he knows vinyl. Yeah. He's been overseas in Europe, dug crates. He got like some of the like right, he'd be telling me like, Yeah, this is a pre you know, this is a Soviet Union era Russian funk band. Right. Yeah. You know, and none of this thing. And I'm like we're tight. <laughs> Put some sure, drums on it. We're sure. gonna rap on that shit. Sure, sure, sure. Man, no, um, and so what I would say, like, you know, when you when you hear this, like, uh, when someone hears speechless, like I feel like one of those things that they're also confronted with is like, okay, for people who have been tracking with Alex faith for the duration of your career or who've come along, um, you know, prior to maybe the last two years, two or three years, like I think there's some notable things that they would notice. One of which was being like, this is not uh, connected to collision records. It's not. Yeah. So this is, I'm seeing Skyline creative. Yep. Um, can you talk to me about that as well as bring me up to speed with where things ended or, or what happened with collision? Okay. So Skyline creative is, it's really, um, it's really just me. Um, Hmm. I don't, I don't know. I don't have, I don't have a great answer for that because it's, um, I, I think people try and and define things too often, <laughs> and for me, I, I kind of dig that Skyline is very undefined yeah. in terms of what it is, because it's just it's like Skyline Creative. What do you do? We create shit. I mean, I don't like all kinds of stuff. It doesn't it doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. Um, but it is a home for artists. It's it's independent artists for the most part, um, and it's cats who who I believe in. Um, musically, who mm-hmm. don't necessarily have or haven't necessarily had a lot of the same opportunity and experience as me, mm-hmm. and so I'm able to sit and consult with a lot of artists 
uh, that I work with that are signed, I guess. You can't see me because I'm, you know, this is an interview uh, <laughs> with microphones, but I'm doing the bunny ears. Yes. But like signed uh, to Skylane, there's Tony Richard, uh, oh. there's Irva Carter, there's mm -hmm. Orwell from Atlanta. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's just a couple of other people that I'm working with that's like less official, mm -hmm. um, but they're still a part of that same, I, I feel like, umbrella where it's like, hey, I need, I need to, you, can you connect me with a video production guy? I need right. a music video. I have 20 friends who shoot videos because I've shot 50 videos. Right. You know what I mean? I've put out five albums. So a lot of the cats that I'm working with, they're like, I'm working on my first album. I don't know how to do this. Mm -hmm. What the hell is a rollout? So mm -hmm. I'm able to like sit down. I'm not great at any of those things. Like, it's, mm -hmm. but but I'm I know enough to like help my friends, at and that's end, really what Skylane is. I feel you, and that's cool because I think there's a level of like, you know, I always say this about Atlanta. People, there was a recent thing about how many people are moving to Atlanta. Uh, it's mm -hmm. like up from last year. Like it's just insane <laughs> the amount nuts, of right because last year it was nuts, right? <laughs> Uh, but like, um, that being said, like people come to Atlanta, move to Atlanta and that like their first things are like, man, like I want to do this or I want to do this. And I'm, I of course know a lot of artists and creatives and yada, yada, yada. And I tell people like the thing about Atlanta that I think is interesting is that, you know, if you are on this, if you are really on this scene, honestly, for any significant amount of time, there's no way you're not going to run in to folks and mm -hmm. develop mm -hmm. relationships. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Which is why it's important to not be a piece of shit. It's mm -hmm. why it's important to be a good person, a person of your bro. word or whatever that is. But th that I... I wish it was that simple. <laughs> bro. Like, it's just... I, mean, I mean, honestly. And so, but I say that to say that like, there are so many, there's kind of like this level of, like expertise or knowledge that you have by just like being active mm -hmm. you know what i mean and i feel like mm -hmm. when you're that way like it, it it it's so helpful to have someone such as yourself or whomever who is just like yeah like i'm not saying i'm the guru of this i'm not saying yeah i i, I hold think a all lot the of keys. people try and be an expert too yeah. often and i'm yeah. like music industry changes so it much changes. that you can't be an no, expert no no all you can really do is say like hey when i was doing this at this time this is what happened and it might have it's it changed six months yeah. ago from now I, like but, i'll share that those experiences and that information like i meet people who mm -hmm. are rappers singers whatever mm -hmm. and they're like very protective over that information like these <laughs> these big ass secrets and i'm like no a rollout is not something that you need to go and like what right, like, right i can right. share this information with you because i'm not a jerk and i want you to win <laughs> and the other thing too is is like one of the things that i've i've really focused on with myself is not being not being intimidated by other people's talent not being intimidated Important. by other people's gifts because it's like you you hosted the release party for right, right, right. a few weeks ago mm. and i I can tell you with full certainty, and this ain't no false humility shit, mm -hmm. I feel like everybody who performed there mm -hmm. is more talented than I am. Like, mm -hmm. I have to go out of my way to 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 make sure I'm working with Ivies. I'm mm -hmm. going out of my way to make sure I'm sitting down and spending time writing mm -hmm. records when I'm around Tony Richard, and he just makes that shit because it's in him. <laughs> gotcha. Josias, yeah. right? right. Yeah, Bro, Josias yeah. is scary. You can't be intimidated good. by somebody like that because one, he's Check a good person. Music. He's not a jerk. Yeah, right. You know, and he's just like, hey, I need to figure out how to do some of this. I don't like, but and you know the answers to some of my questions. Right, right, right. And right. I could be very much like, no, you didn't earn this. You know, I've been working my ass off <laughs> right, for ten right, years. I'm not right, telling right, you shit. Right. But it's like, dog, 
if he wins and he makes it, that's my dog. It is. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to see that happen for him and his family. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just yeah. think it's too many people that hate. Like, I ain't, ain't nothing ever, nothing good ever came from being a hater. Like, Not at all. Not <laughs> so, at all. The most diabolical um, hater of the year. Yeah. So, Skylane, that's, that's really what that's Skylane really what is. is. It's just like, man, I got some friends who I think are just crazy talented. Right. And they just, you know, like, I don't know, bro. Like, it's not necessarily that I even feel like they need my help because that ain't it either. I don't mm-hmm. want to make it sound like that. No, but I, I think it's I think you're just being honest though with the fact that like, you know, uh circumstances and effort and various things put you in a position where you were able to experience kind of like yeah. a lot more than some others have. You know what I mean? I mean? Me and Tony have even had the conversation where I'm like, bro, I'm not beyond the reality of of knowing that that is part of privilege mm. of who mm. i am and mm. it's, it's like interestingly enough a lot of the artists i work with haven't been given the same opportunities mm. one like we were i mean it was lightning in the bottle mm-hmm. like the early collision we live mm-hmm. as king stuff mm-hmm. that really set me on a path to where like i ended up in rooms and around people where i was like i don't know how i got here yeah um and that came from a lot of different things relationships cosigns big big humongous cosigns yeah. uh, but i know that like bro i'm white dog white people like too. stuff that looks like them and mm-hmm. so i've been given a lot of opportunities on that basis it's like you know hey i haven't had to work as hard as some of my friends and i think that that shit is a little bit messed up so for me i'm gonna use my privilege to benefit people that don't look like me wow and yeah. that doesn't mean i like bro i'd sign a white dude in a sure. second like right, right, right. i have i've done yeah, it before yeah, yeah, so yeah. for me it's not about like oh let me do all of these other things right. but it's like at the end of the day, you know, you're leveraging a, a I've level got a of lot it. of stuff that some of my friends didn't have. Mm-hmm. And some of it is from cosigns. Some of it is from privilege. Some of it is that I did maybe work harder than them. But at the right. end of the day, I'm like, hey, you can still do this. Shit. Yeah. You know what I mean, what I think is also interesting, like you described that collision time as like lightning in a bottle. Like it, I think it was also uh, and correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I, let, I always let you know, like I have a. There are there are periods in you got CHH, CHH handicaps. Yes, yes. There's <laughs> blank blank spots. You know what I mean. Um, but um, but I will say there's um, part of that lightning about it. Like there was a a burgeoning like coming to the forefront scene at that like particular moment. I think people were sick of the same five artists. Mm-hmm. I think that was a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think CHH uh, was very adolescent uh, mm-hmm. in terms of the 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 people that I don't want to say that that sounds that sounds more disrespectful than my intentions. What I to to so what I want to say is I feel like they weren't intentionally making music for kids, mm-hmm. but it was a lot of kids. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. were the the main basis of Christian hip hop, and it comes from youth groups, it comes from youth camps, it comes from you know college ministries. Because I still consider those people kids. I'm like, you know, these you. are a lot of young people right. who want to come somewhere, you know, and they they don't want to go to the club because you know the church has this whole purity culture. We can't do that. We can't party. We can't do any of these things. So right. where do we go? Yeah, and it's it's youth night. It's yeah. you know this conference, mm-hmm. this thing, and it, and you see a C man. I've done these shows, bro. Four or five thousand kids Mm -hmm. just jumping and having the time of their life and it's a beautiful thing but it's like 
I think people were really sick of that. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. We're adults now. And I think a lot of old school CHH fans, they grew up and they're like 30, 40 years old right. now. And they're like, I'm not listening to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't want to hear this. I don't even listen to mainstream music that sounds like this. Right, right, right. And it opened the door. Collision was like, we were the, the you know, We Live as Kings. You got Swoop, who's like, I'm a bars guy. You got mm-hmm. Chris, who's the, the double threat. He mm-hmm. sings and he's got bars. And mm-hmm. then you got Dre, who's a bars guy. Mm-hmm. And then I was the, like I feel like to a certain extent maybe like a wild card like nobody knew me mm-hmm. like Chris had an album Swoop had an album Dre got five albums and mm-hmm. I was just like who's this guy who mm-hmm. never put out an album mm-hmm. but um, you were ve- you were distinctly southern though yeah. in that context you know yeah. what I mean which yeah. I think you have those what uh, Swoop and Christian are both Ohio mm-hmm. Columbus or around that area and Dre's like the true Midwest, I would say. Like, yeah. like oh, I'm from Ohio, so I it's counted the Midwest, but Dre's from Dre's from Houston. He's from, from South Park. Oh, I didn't know that. But I this thought... is the thing is Dre comes from a different era of Houston rap. Like people don't people really don't respect like the the way Houston MCs MC. Mm-hmm. Like they rap. It's mm-hmm. not no, you know, hood no. shit. They're not they're not doing, you know, trap records out there like they had a style yeah. like the swang and bang like they yeah. still do that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so dre comes from that era of of houston but yeah he lives in oklahoma he's lived in oklahoma for a very long time yeah yeah uh went to college in oklahoma like was f- like f- formation wise like i think when he put out his first projects he was in oklahoma mm-hmm. but it's like you can tell like dre is a rapper yeah like he's yeah. a bars guy i will say very recently and again i don't know when this will air but <laughs> fairly recently uh both uh i've never met dre i've never met dre murray but um we were both on the song from uh the good sir serene poems uh, mm-hmm. formerly of uh la symphony, LA symphony. charlotte poem like just he was like an idol to me like like yeah, yeah, nah, know, bro, like, like he has dudes. one of the best rap voices oh of all my time. gosh oh my gosh it's interesting you dre and serene on the same song that's the three best rap voices that i can I'll, name off I'll, the top of my head i will take that mantle like wholeheartedly that no. is great company to be with and so nonetheless like uh serene hit me up and he was just like hey man like i love what you do i would love to like you know see if we can get together on something and i'm just like what like you don't know how much i've listened to like grew up listening yeah. to la simp like i am down for whatever you need yeah, and dog. so he sent me a bunch of stuff and i was like man i'm feeling this one right here so i hopped on it to did my thing which i thought was good and then when it came time to come out i was like oh dre is on this song and they right. put and serene put me at the end and i'm like what were you thinking because dre murders the second verse yeah, i did a whole album with him i hated <laughs> i hated that feeling of like shit he finna send me an email and i'm gonna have to go rewrite my junk man man he pushed me though and that's honestly man i had to go through that i had to go through that kind of stuff with like dre is older than me dre's mm-hmm. been rapping longer than me he mm-hmm. got more albums more content mm-hmm. like he's a veteran he's mm-hmm. when we and him went on tour i had no idea idea what the hell i was doing mm-hmm. i just followed him for the yeah, most part like yeah. i'm gonna copy what my man is doing because dre really does this yeah like, he's really about it you know mm-hmm. what i mean like what it's like uh, you know i don't i never wanted to go behind him on the song i got you <laughs> no i've i found that out myself just most recently <laughs> i don't want to do it yeah, either shout out to dre murray. shout out to yeah. dre murray man incredible but you know just to kind of button tail this uh and so where like what happened with collision as far yeah. as you can say or what's yeah. going on 
So so I finished my contract. Um, Intruder, uh, because Southern Lights was me and Dre, mm. that on my contract counted as an EP. It was oh, technically half of an album from me. I see. Um, and so I owed them one more, uh, which was Intruder. I had just moved to Houston. I was, um, I was kind of in a transitional period, like my wife. So going back to that and then to get through with it real quick, because yeah. I know we want to move on. Um, my wife got her master's in IO psychology at UGA. Yeah. We moved to Houston because she got a, a job there. Fresh. Um, and while we were living there, like we, I just was like, man, I really am trying to figure out what I'm doing with this music stuff. Like we just moved to a new city. I don't have my studio anymore. I don't have any relationships with anybody. I'm completely rebuilding. Ivy, I, bro, I had no idea who he was or how we were going to meet at the time. So it was really like, okay. Um, let me figure this out. So, man, I put that project together very fast. Mm. Um, I got remember out of my you contract came to Atlanta, and <laughs> yeah, it for was, real ones, we locked in like in a night. Like, yeah, it was boom, very quick. That mug was done. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot all about that. Yeah, I forgot yeah. because I, I, we, um, yeah, 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 dude. I was like, man, it was hail marys on that project too, where we were just like, hey, get this done. I need somebody to drop this verse. Can you show up tonight? <laughs> Boom, the right. song is finished. Right. right. Um, so that was my last. That was my last thing, and really, it was just like the contractual obligation. Once I was done, um, that came out in 2016, and by that time, I was uh, the only active artist on the label. Mm -hmm. um, and there's no reason for me to stay. And then the owner, CEO of the label, he's uh, he's shooting. Uh, you know, he's doing like documentary filmmaking now, oh, and like he's doing stuff with uh, an organization called the Justice Conference. Right. This fool goes around the world and films, you know, injustices. Like wow. he just was talking about. He, me, and him had a whole conversation uh, a while ago about like, you know, um, the Maltese government and <laughs> like the the issues <laughs> that they're having as far as like Africans uh, trying to, you know escape yeah like terror and go to europe and like <laughs> literally putting these people in jails like concentration camps Crazy. and so he's out there doing that which is which is really dope to me and i'm glad because i feel like that's what he's supposed to be doing yeah um yeah. and it's just it's just really good to see to see him him doing well but yeah, yeah. dre i don't think dre is on collision anymore i think mm -hmm. he was he yeah i don't i don't know i honestly don't know his situation right now yeah but Chris and Swoop uh, and Corey Paul had like a little stint there. Mm -hmm. Everybody was gone though. Yeah. And so I was like, man, I'm going to finish my contract at least. Like I want to keep my word. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To these yeah, people, yeah. I signed this piece of paper. I'm going to turn right. these albums in. Dope. Um, and I, I don't, I don't have tons of complaints. Like yeah. I feel like I, I mean, you saw like with the studio stuff. It's like, yeah. man, if I needed something, if I needed a music video, mm -hmm. they, they did it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So shout out to AT and just, um, you know, just what that was just yeah, that time it was you know a time I mean? it was yeah. a good time mm -hmm. you know and it's in the past now though yeah absolutely and so we are moving forward skyline creative and uh this album simple minds uh but man you know like i said the set list we don't just want to talk about your music even right though we love your music mm -hmm. we also want to talk about the music that made you want to do music right the music that touched you the music that was influential for you and i feel like you know, for anyone who's heard you for any good amount of time, like they, they maybe can start to pick up on certain, um, certain fingerprints mm -hmm. from artists who oh, have yeah. left points on you or left things on you. But, you know, with, with, 
you know, kind of no more like blustering. Like, I just want to talk to you about like when you think of a set list, you think of opening, right? You think of an opening song that Mm -hmm. is supposed to grab the audience, galvanize the audience in that sense. Like, what is maybe your favorite opening song to an album or at least the one that's most preeminent in your mind right now? It's like there's the only song that popped into my head. Yeah, (laughs) that's good. The only song was Still Ain't Forgave Myself from I'm Serious. And I listen to that song all the time to this day. I remember being 11 years old <laughs> yeah, listening to that song. Yeah. Um, that is an incredible song. And you got to think about, too, I mean, as far as T.I. goes, it's like his his career right. being the king of the South, you know, in, in my opinion, inventing trap music and mm-hmm. coining that kind of uh, vernacular as like, and then making street lingo popular. It's like... He created something different, and that was the first song on the first album, and it was a song about, like, it was a real song. It wasn't no ignorant trap stuff. It wasn't none of that. It was like, this is the this is the duality that I deal with every mm-hmm. day because I got to look myself in the mirror. Yeah. And I felt like that was an incredible introduction to his career because T.I. is one of the most duality like consumed artists that I can think of because it's like you watch interviews. I just watched it and somebody sent me a video of him the other day where he was like, is he a trapper? Is he a father? Is he a family man? Is he a politician? Is he, I'm all of that shit, bro. Like, you know, that's me. And I was like, dog, if you go back yeah, and listen to Still Ain't Forgave Myself, it's like, bro, he said that mug <laughs> like a long time ago. I am all of it. All of it. Right so now. I just, I love that he like, like right now seeing how politically involved he is mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. i just think it's super dope to watch him kind of grow up and yeah. then knowing that that song was the beginning still ain't forgave myself still ain't forgave myself Damn. it's a lot of fucked up shit to go down man Man, I've been in and out of trouble since I adolescent. Spoiled, rotten, dead, fresh, with no daddy present. I got two uncles, Quentin Man, and they keep me straight. Seven to eight, I'm counting money while they moving weight. My daddy sent me clothes and I was tell me come and see them. I say, yeah, I still I'm feeling like my mama need them. They sending letters home from school, nobody read mine. And plus, my uncle's doing 10 years fair time. Then I started rebelling, began crack selling. The littlest thing on the corner with a Mac 11. After school, I hear my mama holler home. Work. I say, all right, mom, but look, I got my own work. You know? Start interacting with fiends at the age of 13. Now my mama finding rocks in my socks, <laughs> glocks in my toy box. Damn, like, man. damn, why trouble come to me like this? But on the real, ain't even have to be like this. Okay. But mistakes made on this road to wealth, still ain't forgave myself. Hey, what I am today, I made myself, but I still ain't forgave myself. But running to the grave, getting closer to death. I still ain't forgave myself For anyone who ever wondered how I felt I still ain't forgave myself At 14, man, thought I knew everything 
I'm slinging slabs, trapping hard, moving heavy cane. I bought an 85 cutlass on some Dana Dane. Now I'm the shit, huh? The motor blew in 30 days. Hard headed, man. I ain't listen to anything. I'm getting money, so I'm writing. I got thinner game. Besides, why I need school? I'ma be rapping, mama. If down work, I guess I'ma be trapping, mama. But hey, I promise I'ma make it, cause I'm damn good. I'ma get us out this hood and off these can good. School just a white man game and it's ran good. At 16, here's my introduction to manhood. Blue lights behind me, damn, what I'm gonna do? Cause I got two pounds of weed in the car and I'm 382. I guess everything will be alright if I just keep it cool. How you doing, officer? What you mean, why I ain't in school? Can you search the car? Yeah, but I'd rather that you didn't. Besides, it's just a waste of your time because ain't nothing in it. <laughs> I guess that's when I sing that I ain't no shit. When stuck in a place where freedom I ain't gonna get. Damn. Mistakes made on this road to wealth. I still ain't forgave myself. When I was doing wrong Three in the bed One doing life And two dead and gone Knew it was more to life Than selling blowing Chopper busting But what's the good Knowing better If I ain't tell them nothing I know I could have told Kept not to kill Shout Put down the gun Get in the car Let them live Shout You probably get locked up And I probably have a deal Shout Man T.I. I'm serious Still ain't forgave myself Bro I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm So glad you You selected this man It's like one, like, which sticks out to me, listen to this song, which, man, it's over 15 years ago. Like, mm-hmm. this thing came out in 01. Um, one, I'm struck at, like, how conversational his tone was rapping, like, in this. You know, because, like, T.I. Like, has these different kind of speed. Yeah, gears yeah. he can flip into, right? And, like, when you hear this and, like, the way he starts, it's it's so, it's it's, like, it's downright confessional, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And like to start your debut album this way is nuts. It's a conscious rap record, bro. Right. Like <laughs> the guy who invented trap music was putting out conscious music on the same projects, and I love that about him. Yeah. Because that is a that is a deep song. It's incredible. I think that that sticks out to me. And then the other thing is that so you you know, we were talking off off mic like about like you know, there's like top fives that like are kind of like objective where you just mm-hmm. kind of, you can kind of tell someone, hey, this is who I think as a whole at this current point, hip hop would say are, is yeah, the you top know, you five. Get the Jay-Z, yeah, Nas, like, like, Tupac, right, that right. And that's like, like kind of like not debatable. It's kind of like, yes, okay. like that's standard. It makes sense to put that there. And you might say, like, you know, there might be three or four other names that you could swap out, but yeah, it's kind of like some interchangeable yeah, stuff from but essentially, earlier eras. Right. But essentially you're like, these are the five. But when you get to the question of like, okay, no, what's your top five? Like what's your then it becomes like a whole different ball of wax. Bro, in two thousand eleven or two thousand one, I was eleven years old. Mm-hmm. And I <laughs> I was talking to my dad about this yesterday. I was like, I don't, I kind of remember the age where you become like, this is going to sound weird, but like a conscious human being. No, it makes sense. I feel like your early, you know, your childhood, you just kind of like, you know, your parents are keeping you alive. Pretty much. And then when you're 10, 11, 12, 13, like that's your preteen, early teen phase. Right. People start to talk to you like a human, like you're not just a little kid anymore. Right. You know, when and when I was 11, I was freaking five foot ten. I was a, yeah. I was a tall kid. Yeah. So it was like, oh, now I'm 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 not an adult. Mm-hmm. But like 
people speak to me and engage with me. How are you doing? Yeah, and that yeah. had never happened before. Right. So music was like, oh, this is a big deal now to me. Like I'm right. listening to music and becoming a fan. Right, right, That's right. the age where I feel like you you start to have opinions. Yeah. You start to be like, oh, no, I don't like that song because I don't like the way this sounds. But I love this song because of the way it sounds. And I remember being 11 years old listening to that being like, this is who I want to be. Wow. Like, yeah. I want to be him. Yeah. And when music does that to you, or, I mean, right, wrong, and different, because there's sure. a lot of stuff about him that is oh, not sure. <laughs> something you want to aspire sure. to be. Sure. Um, but yeah. it's like, bro, he was talking about stuff that, that I saw every day. Yeah. He was talking about roads and cities and people mm-hmm. that I knew. Yeah. And when you're 10, 11, 12 years old, it's like, no, he's he's not only speaking to me, like he's teaching me who to be. Yeah. He's teaching me a language. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he's teaching me lingo yeah. that's going to stick with me till I'm I'm 28 right yeah. now and I still talk like this. What's wild though is I think also like cuz what you're describing is something that I think happens on a much more core level for particularly hip hop, particularly rap music is like people underestimate like what that visibility means mm-hmm. to people who feel invisible, mm-hmm. right? And so when you when you hear someone mention your city or your streets or or, it's not or just describe like, your environment, it's not just ATL though. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm saying I'm going down Old National. Yeah, I'm saying I'm going down Riverdale Road. I'm right. saying, and it's like, oh no, this is way less vague. No, yeah, 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 absolutely. It, it's like this There's is a, very intimate. Absolutely. So it's to that end, right? When I saw this, I had moved to Atlanta, came down for for college, and I had just me and my homies uh we had a spot uh at uh collier heights which is mm. an apartment joint right off of simpson road Ooh. so we so we lived in simpson we lived off simpson road mm-hmm. uh right next to lincoln cemetery frederick Douglass high school like we you lived in the actual trap. We lived in the actual trap for like the two, real two and a half years, the first three years. One. Right. I mean, maybe not the first one, <laughs> not but the, the first one. one that was ever called that. Right, right. <laughs> and so what we saw was these like, saw these like stickered signs for this, who is T.I. is what it said. Hmm. And it had like, um, kind of like this NBA player logo outline of of who, he, of this person. And I was like, I have no idea who this person is. Hmm. But it was like, this is kind of like a really fresh and creative marketing for whoever this cat is. Yeah. And so it wasn't until like the I'm hmm. serious I'm serious actually came out. He's like, okay, this is T.I. And we was like, listen, it's like, oh, this dude's really good. Yeah, he's really good. Like, and I want people to understand, like, to go back to that time frame. Like, this is 2001, man. So like you had like peak crunk arriving, mm-hmm. like, you know what I'm saying? Peak it's a little Johnny Eastside yeah. boys. It's uh yeah. Freaking! I remember the the group that I couldn't stand, the Yin Yang Twins. The Yin Yang Twins, bro. You had like, and then of course, then you that devolved to more into Snap, and so you then had the D four L and Fable, like all of that franchise, but like all of those things. And so, I'm bringing this up to say that like Atlanta in particular was like was the epicenter of hip hop at that time of like popular hip hop in that sense, but it was all like it wasn't known for lyrics. 
Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like, this is Southern rap. Right. This is rap. This right. isn't crunk. This isn't snap music. This ain't so nothing. That's this what is was rap. So what, that was what was so amazing. And for someone who, of course, you know, not was from weaned. Here. Yeah, not from Atlanta, but Atlanta was always second home because I'd been visiting since the 90s because I have family here. I had, I was weaned by Outkast. I was weaned by yeah. whatever. And so it became this thing where it was like, okay, here's an artist that's not in the Dungeon family, doesn't necessarily have that direct mm. lineage from that but he's still that's wrapping his ass that's off that's a really good you know point. what i'm saying and and it's happening in this time when like no one else from atlanta is like rapping in this way on a mainstream level and because this is even this even predates luda you know what i'm yeah. saying like from a national perspective and mm-hmm. so um so yeah it's just fascinating man i love this song i love this selection i love this choice Dope. um that makes I, me happy i'm glad i'm like <laughs> i was sitting here i was like man i need to answer this question right <laughs> no you're good you are so good whatever you give me is right i would i don't want to belabor things because i i can talk to you forever let yeah. me keep things going man um the other part about like live shows is like or the other thing about a set list is just literally about the live show itself and so um this is part of the thing where i kind of talk to people about crowd pleasers and i didn't ask you this before uh in the pre uh production but i am curious like what is your personal what is like the alex faith song from any of your projects like where you where you know at a live show this thing rings off oh uh that's that's extra easy and it's, <laughs> it's a song that i'm not even like in love with myself yeah. mm-hmm. I got a song, City of Nightmares, from my first album. It's like, mm. without fail, if you know it, if you don't know it, <laughs> like, people just people just lose their crap <laughs> over that one. Um, but uh, my favorite song to perform mm-hmm. is off of Southern Lights, It's All Around the World, um, mm. with Dre. That song... It's another one of them songs. It's like it's between that one and City of Nightmares, but I don't like City of Nightmares <laughs> half as much as I like or All Around the World. All Around the World is one of them joints where it's like, hey, turn that on and, and watch people <laughs> jump around and lose their shit. So, and that was man. It's 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 those types of records um, that are a lot of people. The reason I like that record is because it wasn't contrived. Like people go and sit in the studio and they're like, let's make a crowd pleaser. Mm-hmm. I don't like doing that. Yeah, it's like I like making stuff and then figuring out which ones are the ones because there's some stuff that people love and I didn't think they would. Right, and then there's stuff that I think is gonna kill and people are like, nope, don't, <laughs> not feeling it. Please, Lord, forgive me all this road that I have done. He said, I see you, I see light. He called me your son. Now I'm lit up, can't give up. Look what I've become in this race that I run. It is only begun. Now I'm full speed ahead, I ain't going back. Everybody want to reek with a sewing at. Everybody ain't real, yeah, I'm knowing that. I see the lights in the stage and the lights on the page. Got a hundred thousand plays, where they growing at? You see me on TV, think this life is easy. But homie, believe me, I grind. You know what I'm about, repping my king when I open my mouth, repping my king when I open my mouth, H to the sky, I'm still repping the south, pick any coast and they bringing them out, they bringing them out, they bringing them out, and he tell his story, work for his glory. I'm in, I'm in, run up world, got your city rocking with me, I'm in every other world, let's go, got let's choppers in the semi with the sun in our eyes, sun in our eyes. we're killing our own, yeah. 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 we came here to die, yeah. Yeah. ready, yeah. bringing me yeah. home,
That right there was all around the world featuring Tragic Hero. And uh, yeah, I was I was going to bring this up. But yeah, I, I saw that whether it be all around the world or City of Nightmares, like He's on both. Tragic Hero is a... Freaking crazy. A feature on both of those. A, I didn't even think about that when I said those answers. <laughs> <so> good. <laughs> but shout out to him. He actually just put out a really freaking amazing record. Uh, Word. Well, not just now, but it was, a, it was a few months ago. It's really good. Word. Word. He's one of the most talented writers I've ever met. That's like what's his up. pen, his yeah. ability to write. Like just the, uh, nah, 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 and then mm-hmm. his voice. And yeah. Everything. It was just like, oh, okay, this is a he recipe. A, yeah, he has a very... Um, I, I'm not like super... Um, like I don't know his catalog incredibly well, mm-hmm. but like I've definitely uh, highlighted a lot of his work via Fourth District, and and even other members have Dan, of course, and Show, obviously. But like, um, but I've I'm I, I'm very much attracted to like uh, his like semi nasally flow mm-hmm. and the way that it rings off. It almost reminds me. Um, he has a much better pen than this person, but it reminds me of PD Crack a Petey little Crack. bit, like the way that that kind of plays off. I don't even know if they're. Uh, I don't even. I don't, are they Dominican? Are they Puerto I have Rican? no idea. Are I don't even know. I don't know what um, Tragic Hero. I think he's something. I'm not even going to guess. Yes, right. I'm not going to do Understood. that. <laughs> he's not white and he's not black. <laughs> right. And uh, that's just that's kind of that's where I'm going to end that. Word up. <laughs> <laughs> Probably fair. But um. But yeah, no. That's a. I could easily you know see and hear that ring off because I think what's interesting. I th- feel like one of the very first times I really met you was at a live show. Um. And it was, um, I collision was a part of it. It was basement. It was it was oh, that yeah, basement, yeah, yeah. and it was uh, Northern Christian Lights Rage. tour. It was okay, okay, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Chris Swoop and Natalie uh, Lauren, and then because they were in Atlanta, they were like, "Hey, come through and perform." Uh, what's his name was on it though too. Be Re uh, Be Right Be Right. Yeah, Reith. sorry, I don't know how you say it. I don't either. But he he had a great set. Like yeah, I he's talented. It was dope. Um, but yeah, I remember seeing that, and uh, and I was just like, oh, like. I've heard of this. I heard of you. You know, haven't met you, and then um, um. But yeah, it was we we would really connect later. But but I just remember that night or whatever. Um. But yeah. So what you know that was like I said. Oh, the funny thing that we always talk about with that show is the fact that like it was at the basement, which is housed in East Atlanta mm-hmm. uh, Village, which is like right around the corner from where I stay right now. And it was it was fascinating because when I walked in. Uh, I immediately went to the bar because the bartenders were just leaning up against things because no one was who drinking. came to this Christian show wanted to get a drink, apparently, yeah, my because dad it's did. evil. <laughs> me, me. My, one of a couple of my partners did. Yeah, <laughs> but it was, was like, it was just very funny because it was not not a packed place. Like, there it was, was a, it was pretty full venue, but the bartenders were like, what's so going on? No one drinks here. You just got to think about this too, man. Like, and this is not a shot, but it's like, you know, Swoop and Chris, they make really gospel music. They're mm-hmm, both mm-hmm. church players. They're both highly involved in their churches. Mm-hmm. Like the music and their brand yeah. is that. And yeah. so it was a little weird for me, like to me that they did it there. Yeah. Um, and I remember the guy who was tour managing, I can't remember his name, but I remember he went up on stage with a beer and mm-hmm. was like encouraging people to... Yeah patronize the bar because those people live off of tips yeah. you know what i mean like a bartender's not making a bunch of money 
They're here tonight, and there's like, oh, shoot, there's three, four hundred people right. in this room, and nobody is buying yeah. anything. Yeah. I'm going to go home with nothing tonight. And so yeah. I remember the tour manager was like, hey, don't don't, don't be weird. And, yeah. and I was like, dog, you're not going to tear down 30 years of ideology in these people's heads about yeah. alcohol. And, and what's so wild <laughs> about that, and you know, not not to par- just to park here for a second, like I feel like that is the great grand jug that Christian rap does oftentimes mm. is just like this idea of they want to take back the city, right? They want to take back, you know, whatever for the kingdom. I'm I'm using air quotes right now. Uh, <laughs> but they want to do all these things and so they think that the new edgy thing to do is to like, okay, we won't be a church. We won't be like bound by the walls of the church. We are going to go into these highly secular places and mm. you're like, okay, um, but you go to those spaces and then you either don't acknowledge or I'm not saying like throw in your whole belief system or throw away your whole belief system, but you do not meet these people where they are. And part of that is to that end, you're doing an event in a in a place that is largely probably booked you like, hey, we know these other acts that come through here who aren't Christian we work out the door splits. You might keep all the door, Man. but we'll hold the bar because we, that's where we're, we're going to make our money. And the Christian jug is like, I'm going to go ahead. Yes, we'll do this. Christians can get all these people to come through the mm-hmm. door, but then like, you're not going to patronize the bar. the bar. And I'm not saying it on some, like, let's just pay, you know, just pay them to pay them. I'm like, no, like literally these are people who showed up to work. Now, I would tell venue owners in the very least, yeah. That for Christian artists who want to come through there, they need to they need to make them buy the bar. It makes sense. I mean, if if and and sometimes I know that that's you know five hundred bucks. Sometimes yeah. I know that's five thousand bucks, depending on where you're at. But mm-hmm. that's the cost to play. You want to play? Yeah. Then that's what you got to yeah, do. Yeah. Um, or or like change the door or something, something, something like that. To, because to, it's like, dog, I've seen so many guys like at the end of the night when they're doing the splits, when they're counting the money, they're like, uh, uh-uh. uh, yeah. And then and then you've got. <laughs> This is where things get weird, too. Uh, I mean, and this didn't happen at the basement that mm-hmm. night. I mean, nobody was drinking that right. night. Um, but, like, I've seen where where Christians get very, very aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen where Christian artists get highly aggressive. When it comes down to, to money, man, I feel like that's a very sensitive thing in Christian hip-hop circles. Because right. there's not a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are fighting for the same fans, the mm-hmm. same amount of money, the same venues. Right. Um, and I just hate to see, like, when I go in those venues, when I go in the basement, when I go in these other places, especially out in Houston right now, man, and I talk to these people and they're like, I refuse to work with Christians. Yeah. I refuse to yeah. let them do a show in my spot. It I refuse. Burn, and I'm just it like, burns damn, the bridge. dog, it like ruins it, it for it, everyone. It does, because what happens is they remember the last time I booked an act yep. this way. Like, I had a full house. But nobody drank anything. No, they and gave we us a cooler PBR in the green room. That was actually the first show where I had ever drank alcohol before I performed, and it was yeah. amazing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I just want to throw that out there. Hey, <laughs> uh, for for those keeping notes at home. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah I was, man, I was geeked about that. Actually, it's, it is what it is, man. Um, we, you know, we were talking about that event. Of course, where you were on stage and you were uh, performing your music, and that was that was prior to Bloodlines. That was mm-hmm. prior to you know uh, Intruder, and obviously this most recent project, Simple Minds. But what is maybe perhaps your 
best live show experience where you weren't on stage but you were in the audience you know like what is the best live show another easy answer (laughs) i'm here for these easy answers i'm here for these easy answers Um, this is interesting because me and jr uh courtney orlando yeah we had we had kind of a budding relationship at the time like he was producing my record and i like i was a super fan of him Mm -hmm. you know and i had asked him to work with me before and he would he shot me down and like (laughs) you know he was like you know basically like do more and then i'll work with you but right Right. now like you're not on my level right (laughs) right right right. Right, right, right. me and him became friends man uh over over time because of you know conversations like that because i'm the type of dude who i like when people speak to me like that Mm -hmm. like nah be honest with me and so we were at South by Southwest together. We went to go see the J. Cole concert. Mm. Um, and that J. Cole concert had 50 million openers. Mm. But they were all freaking dope. Yeah. And one of the openers for J. Cole mm-hmm. was freaking Redman. <laughs> and he was the livest <laughs> rapper I ever seen. And I'm not trying to hype it up because I no. know people have those answers. They're like, oh man, you gotta go see this guy live and that guy live. And he, you know, he dove off the stage and he acted a fool. I'm not even saying that. When right. I think about MCs, yes. like what it means, a master of ceremonies. I'm right. finna control a sea of people with my yeah. mouth and my hands. Yeah. Yeah. I ain't never seen nobody do that like him. He got up there, and this is the thing, is you know he's he's an older cat. He comes sure. from a different, and so there's a bunch of young folks in there. South by Southwest, it's a J. Cole concert. Right. And was it just Redman, or was it, it was Redman? It was him by himself. Wow, Static crazy. Selector was DJing for him, Dope. which was also very legendary to me, Dope. just to see all that shit. But like, he was up there, dog, and I swear, I swear bro, first words out of his mouth was, <laughs> I'm paraphrasing, but yeah. it was something to the effect, it was like, it was a lot of MFers, it was a lot of crazy <laughs> shit like that. Yeah. He was like, I know you motherfuckers don't know me, I know y'all young, I know y'all don't respect, but this is hip hop. If you in here and you're not putting your hands up, get the fuck out. <laughs> and then he just starts doing a bunch of songs that probably nobody had ever heard. Love it. But people, I ain't, like the whole night, nobody got the crowd to be like he had them. And I guarantee you, more than half of those people in there had never heard his name before. Dog. But they all walked out that mug, Redman fans. And that's why he's still around. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, all yeah. you gotta do is see him live and you're convinced. It's like I'm sold. There's nothing about he's not he's not lying. Like yeah. hip hop is in his is is in his soul. Good lord. It was amazing. I was going to, but we roam cellular phones, dot meth, back in the flesh, blood and bones, don't condone, spin bank loans and homegrown, suckers break like turbo and ozone, when I grab the broom, moonwalk, platoon, hawk, my goons bark, leave you in the blue lagoon, lost, true, nines in the club with Masu, D-Dine in the club, right behind on the bars, haters don't touch, weigh us both up, now my neighbor doped up, got the cable hooked up, all channels, left my shirt, all mammal, you ship off keys and we ship grand piano, yes 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 ladies and gentlemen that right there uh was new jersey's own red man um mm. man like Best episode of MTV Cribs of all time. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Hands down. Oh, a legend bro. if there ever was one. Um, but yeah, man. No, that's that's super dope. And honestly, the way you're describing his live show, it's on brand. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, like, it's what you would expect from Redman. Because he's, he's always been someone who... I saw him years ago uh, when he was kind of more of his heyday, I would say. Yeah. Um, but... Um, 
hearing that description of him and how his interaction with young fan like you could just <laughs> like so disrespectful dog yeah but then also <laughs> someone who doesn't take himself too seriously which is always something red man has there's been like of, there's a lot of guys there's a lot of guys from that era who are you know bitter about yeah, you know yeah, and yeah. he's like nah i'm gonna I, in my in my mind i don't know what the conversation was or how that happened right. but i'm like this is a legitimate hip hop legend right. opening up for a guy who's probably 15 years younger than him. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, but J. Cole is the man, yes. and Redman is not the man anymore. Right, right, um, right. And he could be one of those pretentious, legendary cats who has a chip on his shoulder. Absolutely. But it's like, bro, once you cross 40, you're not finna be doing the same stuff. Not at all. Not but at all. The fans change. Kids are growing up. They're becoming fans. Right, right, right. What What are you supposed to do? And be bitter? Right, or just right, be tight? Right. And there's a level of things where it's like no, 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 no kid wants to really like wants their favorite artist to be their father's favorite artist too. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So like, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't want to be like me and dad, me and dad really love Reggie Noble together like yeah, it's not it's necessarily like, what's gonna you might it's respect your father's taste obviously my dad my dad has interesting taste in hip hop um, because he was strictly 80s early 90s yeah and so you know we would have conversations this is like KRS-One sure it's, sure sure, it's sure. The, you know he never liked the Beastie Boys but it's like Run DMC yeah, you know what that, I mean that age bring up and I used to listen to that stuff yeah. when I was a little kid and hip hop and I'm yeah, like yeah. bro but by the time I turned 10, 11, 12 mm-hmm. and T.I. came out I was like yeah. why right. why would I listen to that no this <laughs> No, yeah, this I am a millennial. You're like. making what it is for you. Absolutely. No, it's 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 hilarious. Um keeping this thing moving, man, at the set list, one another part of what happens is like when you're doing a live show or when you're doing a set, you oftentimes are just like, Hey, I'm gonna perform, but you know, I'm gonna need some help with this next tune. And you might bring somebody else off the bench to come through and um help you out with mm-hmm. uh whatever you're doing next. And so I'm gonna play this song and we're gonna talk about it in a little bit here. Take time, who I am, and you take time, take time, take time. Man, who I am, and take time. Man, I done held it down, don't mistake me for a slouch, yeah. I done took some L's, I just learned to make them count, yeah. Take a couple L's, man, that'll make them doubt, yeah. Art about some back, that's what life about, yeah. I've been training all my life to be a boss. Young Kakashi fought with pain and got the sauce Young Itachi little brother mean the most I be chillin' dog and I just play my role, yeah man I be chillin' dog and I just play my role Time to get these jams, yeah that made me go Man, that right there was Time featuring Orwell Yeah um, Talk to me, uh, I mean you, you have a few guests on this project mm-hmm. Um uh, you've got you know, uh, Irva Carter, mm-hmm. Tony Bad, uh, and but this song Orwell, man, it's such a dope vibe, such like a relaxing and melodic tune. But you kind of just kind of can put it on and vibe out to it and nod to it. Talk to me about like one connecting with Orwell, yeah, uh, and then just the creation of the song. So my homie uh, Phil and Orwell is another guy that that I work with through Skylane along with like Irva and Tony Bad. So every, all of the features are friends, yeah. people that I'm working with on that level. Um, Orwell uh, came through my homie Phil, and Phil, you know, uh, does Grail uh, and a story which are you know independent. 
clothing boutique brands out here uh, in Atlanta that are kind of incredible, actually, the clothes mm-hmm. that he makes. He introduced me to Orwell, and um, he was like, hey, there's this dude. He's dope as hell, you know what I mean? And I feel like y'all would work well together. Mm-hmm. We made that song the day that we met. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. In uh in Phil's garage. Mm-hmm. Uh he brought his speakers and we just posted up in Phil's garage. Oh yeah, you came. I fell through there. You were there that night that wow. we made this song. Crazy. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Crazy. Um and so Phil was like, Hey, and it just it was very natural. Like I sat down with him, had no idea who he was. We ate. Um and then uh, you know, we went back to the house and, and we we made that song and it was just like I feel like you know when you're going to be friends with somebody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and it wasn't forced. It was very much like, hey, who are you? Mm-hmm. This is who I am. Okay, cool. I yeah. kind of like that. All right. Hey, you know, Ivy was there. And so Ivy's like, hey, I got this big ass folder full of beats. <laughs> we went through. And as soon as I heard those trumpets, I was like, we're going to do a song on that. Dope. And, dope, dope, dope. Uh, Orwell, I told him, I was like, you know, like, I definitely want to work with you. I was like, but we don't have to do music together. And yeah. he was like, well, let's see what happens. And so we made that, and then that—I guess—that to a certain extent started kind of the creative relationship of like, hey, let's 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 do this more often. So like, I got a studio session with him tomorrow. Bet, yeah, yeah. Um, and hopefully we get another record yeah. done. But yeah, that's yeah. like we legit just sat down, wrote a song, and yeah. it's been a while since I had done that. And that's how yeah. I felt pretty good about. It. I was like, hey, I, I have a new friend, right? And we just sat down for a few hours and wrote a song, like finished yeah. the song. Yeah, and it's just like I miss doing that with my friends. <laughs> that's also super dope. Like. Like you can like listen to that song and it it's also this this snapshot to be like if I ever like if I'm ever gonna remember like meeting this person, like I have I actually have a song. Yeah, like we, we did, did that. Yeah. Day. It's not like a picture we took together, it's not like a rent it's like no, like yeah, we this is this is the night we met. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy, <laughs> we bro. And it, that was dope. just how the chemistry went too. Right. Like it just wasn't forced, like mine yeah. and his the nature I mean, we're still growing, you know what I mean? Like we don't know each other sure, like sure. really super, super well, but like I can tell right now mm-hmm. that in a few years we are. That's We're going to be there. You know? and, he, and he definitely uh, was at the, the release yeah. uh, that you had here in Atlanta and, and did his thing. Um, man, again, though, talk to me about perhaps one of your, um, you know, this is obviously one of your more recent collaborations for the this project, Simple Minds. But talk to me about... Um, um, Talk to me about what's your favorite collaborative song, like a song of two artists. Uh, this is a hard one. Yeah. So when I was thinking about this, mm-hmm. I want to give you the stereotypical Atlanta answer and be like anything that Outkast ever did. <laughs> Understood. Um, <laughs> but I also like anything that CeeLo was ever a part of. That period. Also true. I love Gnarls Barkley. I think that's one of the greatest collaborative things that I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And to be a guy who used to work at Delta from Goody Mob, you know, was, you know, CeeLo used to rap on some da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da, like yeah, da-da-da-da. Yeah. And now he's mm. singing, you know, mm-hmm. uh, which is wild. So I'll say anything by Gnarls Barkley or any, like literally anything <laughs> CeeLo's ever been a part of. Um, but I got to say, dog, and I, it's another maybe stereotype or, or predictable, not stereotype, but predictable answer from mm-hmm. somebody like me. Mm-hmm. But bring them out was very was a very big deal to me when it came out because i felt like well, like what we were just talking about with the whole southern rap the stigma being like you know we do snap music and crunk music and we ain't talking about shit you know but dope and and it's and and strip clubs and all this other stuff but it's like when bring em out came out it was like jay-z mm-hmm. jay-z is on a song with 
the guy who calls himself the king of the South. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and for me, you know, the only other Southern cats that Jay-Z ever messed with, I mean, 8-Ball, MJG, and UGK, like he had did records with them, but it was it was like the first time that I was like, hey, he's hanging with Jay. Well, here's what I would say, though, like... Cause I'm I'm gonna play this I'm gonna play this tune from Charles Barkley because I agree like CeeLo yeah. is just incredible. What I feel like is a like also kind of a we like I don't know if we can count that that collab only because that was also that really weird period where Jay had come off like he had kind of like low-key retired yeah. and then came back and they had him in that weird like like deified stage where it was like. He, where yeah. where he where here's what it was where he would his voice would be sampled and so his so that was like the sample right mm-hmm. of his voice so Fair. so you know what i'm saying so he's not physically there on this but they took his vocal sample from what more can i say Fair enough. and swiss beats actually it, just made it sound like jay's right there with him i think too i want to point out too i think even maybe more so than just MCs doing songs with other MCs or mm-hmm. artists doing other songs with other artists. Yeah. I'm glad you point out Swiss Beats because it's like whenever T.I. did anything with Swiss Beats or Just Blaze or anything like that, it was this very high level production quality everything. Yeah. I think about Help on the Way. I think about I think Facts. about Bring Them Out. I think about these really Facts. big, humongous musical records Facts. that I count that as a collab because <laughs> I'm used to Ti doing you know uh, you know uh, what's his name uh, Toom. I'm, yeah. I'm used to them. Yeah, I'm, yeah, used yeah. To, I'm used to that kind of stuff. And yeah, so yeah. to hear a cat from the south, from the west side, like now nah, I'm finna get on this Just Blaze beat right. and eat. Right. I'm gonna be on Bring Them Out, and I'm finna make you know I rap like this. Right, right, right. Uh, but yeah, no, that's a fair thing. That's- I guess for me, I just was thinking. I was like, man, like. That song, like Bring Him Out, was, was I don't know, anytime Jay-Z, I feel like, I, I have a very high view of Jay-Z as an artist. Yeah. And I feel like whenever I've heard Jay-Z's voice yeah. on like one of my favorites from the yeah. South, because yeah, Jay-Z yeah. isn't one of my favorites. I'm not going to sit here and say that. Gotcha. I have a high view of him because right. I know who he is. And right. I know what he's done and I know what he means to the industry. So right. whenever there's a Jay-Z, like even Eminem, Eminem did I Can't Help It with T.I. on No Mercy album. And I mm-hmm. hated that album. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I loved that but song. Still, and I was like, T.I. can hang with M. Right, right, right. And yeah. this was what, before M started being trash. No, I feel you. And I think that in like, M on his worst day is still like better than incredible. You're just like, wow, I can't believe you do that. Even if I don't like the finished product, yeah. I can't believe you did that. But um, but yeah, I I I 100 understand that because I do think that Jay was so selective, and even him allowing his voice to be used in that way, mm-hmm. like it still required a level of signing off, like him, like I trust Swizz to do right by yeah, me, and then I trust T.I. to do right by and me. And I put out a trash record yeah. with my voice on it. <laughs> right. And there was also this period of time where like, where I think most famously like Pharrell was quoted as saying like, T.I. is the Jay-Z of the South. You know what I mean? Bro, the, the, going back to the producers, bro, Pharrell executive produced Trouble Man a few years yes. ago, and I was just really happy about it because I was <laughs> like, man, Tip's getting older. Yeah. I wasn't feeling no mercy, but that was the whole jail situation. That project, right. I feel like, was really forced. Right. Um, but I was like, Pharrell and T.I., which doesn't really make sense. I mean, this is the <laughs> Neptunes and Trap. You know, I got you. The inventor of trap music, and this is like this is great music, and I think it just. I love when maybe maybe I'll say this. I feel like even better than just artists doing records together. I feel like when you have 
chemistry with the producer, those collaborations are significantly just more important. And when you can tell, because it's like, T.I. shouldn't be rapping on that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But he did, and it was great. Yeah. And those collabs, I think, are really exciting to me. Right, and I think that's the thing, too, that, like, Pharrell, what's weird is, like, Pharrell, and Pharrell's a whole case study because of all the various circles he's able to occupy because, like, Pharrell, you know, reimagined as Big Hat, you know, happy... On The Voice. Terrell, right? And then you have the (laughs) Pharrell, and then you have The Voice Terrell, but then you also have, obviously, like, gutter early clips virginia pharrell and then you have nori super thug pharrell but then you have i'm really mad you said that then you have pharrell who like pharrell was the producer on i'm serious like he was you know had put beanie man and ti together on those songs and stuff like that 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 early early. like literally his debut and so i love the fact that he works with all of those people throughout his career from oh one to freaking just now him and pharrell are doing songs together it's crazy like i mean and he'll be you'll see him in the studio with with any and every like he's been in the studios with like artists like asher roth who i'm not crazy about but you're just kind of like I wonder what he's going to come up with. And it's exposed. Everyone knows. That's why Pharrell is on The Voice, because he has put himself everywhere. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Let me play this song. Uh, Man, talking about Gnarls Barkley, the collaborate work from from CeeLo and Danger Mouse, and uh, just Georgia looked fantastic at this time, Mm -hmm. man. It was kind of a weird time. All work and no play, that's the way it is, ain't it? There's a rhythm deep inside of you, and you must get reacquainted. When was the last time you danced? Barkley, um, man, they, they're just CeeLo and, and Danger Mouse, and like it was so unexpected when that came out, man. Like, I don't think people knew CeeLo could do that. That's the thing, and people who follow, like, were really into CeeLo, always knew he could pu- like push it to that point. But like, yeah, I agree. I think in mass, like, people didn't realize, and then there were so many people who came to know CeeLo in this context, and you're like, bruh, but do you know what he like? This man... You don't know anything about Dungeon Family. I don't recall ever graduating at all. Sometimes I feel like I'm just a disappointment to y'all. Like, like 
his verses on Get Up, Get Out, Get Something, his verses on uh, Goody Mob Records, like it was just, and to, you know, those little known facts, like, you know, he was he was almost an outcast, like in the mm-hmm. group, like it's just wild. You watch those that, Organized Noise documentaries, yeah. first of all, I recommend that to anybody. <laughs> uh, but yeah, dude, CeeLo was, I mean, and this is another thing going back to the reasons why I pick some of these things as the answers. Yeah. It's like, bro, my partner lives at the intersection of Headland and Delo. Headland, yeah. Like, man. I lived in East Point for years. I lived in College Park for right, years. Right, like, right, right. So to hear these people talk, like, I was interview with CeeLo. He's like, man, you know, we was at Delta. I'm out on the freaking tarmac working my ass off. He was like, and they played players ball on the radio, and I just went home and never came back. Wow. It's like, I quit. They played Players Ball on the radio once. And he was like, I'm not even, it wasn't my song. I'm not even on the song. I quit, though. But those are my people. I quit. And I'm done. The same day. I never went back to work. And I was like, bro, stories like that for people like me. Sure. Like, you know how many people I know work at Delta? Right, right, This is freaking Atlanta. Absolutely. Dog, it's like five of them companies. You got Home Depot, you got Coca-Cola, you got Delta. Everybody knows somebody who works somewhere like that. Absolutely. Without without question. So that's why I feel like... It's beautiful. Yeah, very it's beautiful. predictable, maybe. But <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. But this is this is why the people tune in, Alex. This is what they came for. Mm. Um, man, uh, we're we're rounding third, heading home. What's um? Talk to me. You know, some of this has maybe come out over time, but just like in hip hop, we don't have what's tradition. I interview a lot of singers a lot of time, yeah. and so singers oftentimes when they're part of their sets, they might do a cover song, which essentially like speaks to kind of just a song that means a lot to them and they mm-hmm. will reinterpret it for themselves or just to perform it. And um, and hip-hop really doesn't have covers in that way. Um, we have yeah, remixes. We're not allowed to do that. Not really, no. It'd be very bizarre having a rapper just Let me just, just go get do up. somebody else's song. <laughs> I saw that happen at Apache Cafe when I was like 17. Wow. And it was very weird. It was a yeah. guy did an Eminem song. Uh, That's And I was strange. like, this is terrible. Yeah, that doesn't sound right. Uh, but that being said, what I think of when I talk to MCs and... Um, what would you say is perhaps your largest essentially when i what I, the point i'm getting to with cover songs is that these are artists that have meant a lot to the artists that i'm interviewing and so mm. i just would like to know what who is perhaps your biggest musical no, influence it is ti i can't i can't i i used to try and answer that question and be more deep than i actually am mm-hmm. Uh, and try and find all of these ways to be, you know, overly artistic, maybe. Mm-hmm. But it's like, dog, I'm not going to do that. Like, no. When I think about who I sound like the most, yeah. you know, the the vernacular that I pull from, the the style, it's like, man, I, I've always wanted to be distinctly Southern, but mm-hmm. like, I want you to know that I can rap. I yeah. also want you to know that I'll bust your head open. I also right. want you to know that I love the Lord yeah. and I love my wife, but like... I, this is just like the things about him that are attractive are the things that I want people to be attracted to me for. I got you. Talk. What do, What do you think is perhaps? Because um, I have thoughts in my mind about like songs of his. And I'm just like, man, that that never got enough burn, or people don't talk about this. Mm. What's a Ti song where you're just like, man? If I had to like, if someone had to like, if I had to to give like, if someone had to be introduced to Ti. In mm-hmm. in a song, and I wanted to like them to like really get what it is about this man that speaks to me or speaks of me. 
What might that song be? I gotta be? think about this. Let me look real quick. Yeah, I mean, because I, I want to say maybe it might even freaking be uh, Still Ain't Forgave Myself, but mm-hmm. I don't want to. I, I know that there are better answers than that right well, now. You know, while you're thinking about it, I'll say that, like, I, I, I like rock to TI, right? Like, I remember, you know, I'm serious, trap music, <sighs> urban legend. Uh, hold that because I want to, I th- feel like you got it. Yep. When I, and when I heard, like, so I remember hearing, like, you know, King. And just like feeling like, man, this dude is on top of the world on this on on the album King. That was a special album. It was a very special. That album. That was when he was. It was like everybody knew he's out of here. Yeah, like I literally heard that album and I was just like, this man. And like Toop was able to provide that like grandiose, like Bro, m- majestic like- production where you're just like, oh no, this is this is the king. Like this is you're still like like. Around this time, like I th- like visions was still a thing in Atlanta at that time, like club visions, <laughs> and like you would just see like Peachtree and Midtown would just be like, oh no, this dude owns this city right yeah. now. Like, nah, he's the man. It was crazy. He's the man. And then, and then like right, and then I remember Ti verse Tip came out, and I was like, nah, this ain't really for me, man. I, I ain't really- so here's the crazy <laughs> thing: this the song that I was gonna say is on that album, and nice. that's that's another one of my least favorite Ti albums. Bet, talk to me, man. Talk so to he's me. got a record on there, and I I want to point this out before I say the name of this song. Sure, I want to point out the fact that nobody that this dude has ever beefed with in hip hop won against him <laughs> ever. That boy was ending cats' careers when he was in his twenties. Yes. You feel me, yes. like. Yes, yes. I don't know if people remember Lil Flip. Shawty Low, I like never quite recovered from that. Rest in peace to him. I want to say that, and, and part of my speak up, part of my talk up to that was even the idea around like after this album, and like you know he had the issue with jail and all this stuff, and then like with that paper trail comes out, mm-hmm. and paper trail was gigantic. When the Rihanna he, record, oh, all of that stuff my, that made him I a global at, superstar. I he was, went from. Ti to to like oh shit. There were these parties at uh which now in a space that's now called Aisle Five, but it used to be called the Five Spot. Mm. Um, it's put on by a sister by the name of Fadia Cater, who's Atlanta legend, but has gone on to do amazing things for everyone from Spotify to Instagram to Twitter to everyone everywhere else. But she used to put together these parties and true like Atlanta around this time know these parties called Broken Bougie. Broken bougie parties, which is essentially what Migos, Captain K, uh, Coach K, ended up picking up this language from to create, like that ended up influencing Bad and Bougie the song. But hmm. um, but these parties, man, were crazy. And I was there the first time I heard that uh, "Live Your Life," Rihanna, and T. And I was like, "This is incredible!" Like yeah. like, I this is incredible. But I'm sorry, I'm talking all this no, up no, to no. say that I brought up that just to say that he went at that boy Shelly for that entire album yeah, and it bro. was nuts. It was nuts. And so <laughs> when you are talking to me about this, his beefing T.I. vs. Tip, what 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 is the song that you just feel He's like? He's got a song on T.I. versus T.I.P. called Tell Him I Said That. And that song, it's the best song on the project, maybe besides Hurt, but Hurt is just an ignorant song and I just love the energy of it. But tell him I said that is he's rapping. He's like, you gonna get these bars. I'm gonna play it and we'll talk a little bit. Hey, for as long as I remember, I've been telling y'all, man, to pull these nigga resume. Hey, hey, you better hey. check up on these nigga. These niggas be lying, man. These niggas ain't really kicking this shit. They be telling y'all, man. They want to see y'all get fucked up out there, man. Keep your eyes on these niggas. Don't believe what these I'm niggas say. I'm trying to tell you, partner. These niggas ain't cool. What they rap about, these niggas ain't do. Him, 
said, but it really ain't true. You niggas ain't true. You niggas ain't really told to. Don't be no fool. You better take your ass to school. Cause these niggas ain't G. Gang is something these niggas can't be. What you expect? These niggas ain't me. These niggas ain't rich. These niggas ain't really getting bricks. It's official, man. These niggas ain't shit. Tell them I said that. He nigga lying every time you hear him rhyming. He him talking about they diamonds and how they be out there shining. For the rap, hey, we're trapping. Tell y'all they be out there grinding. I know they ain't about that action. I'm telling you, I'm a rhyming. They probably tried to come in the hood and sell weed. Think it's all good till they run into some real G. Holly, tell us where it is, and I promise we'll leave. Hesitate to say it, boy, them llama will squeeze. Please pay attention to this part of the book. One time, got robbed, got shot, got shook. Got a job, start rhyming, came up with a hook. Got a chain and some tats, came up with a look. When it made a hit, record talk tough in a book. Fuck the image and perception, they never tougher, they look. They some motherfucking suckers, put it on whatever. Any real nigga know better, man, these niggas ain't cool. What they rap about, these niggas ain't do him, say it, but it really ain't true. You niggas ain't true, you niggas ain't really told to. Don't be no fool, you better take your ass to school, cause these niggas ain't G. Gangs is something these niggas can't be. What you expect, these niggas ain't me. These niggas ain't rich, these niggas Listen, ain't really getting bricks. It's a fisherman. Listen, man. One, I want to preach, I think, I want to thank you, Alex, for reintroducing this song to my, uh, to my playlist because I was about to say you got to put this on the playlist. Yeah, no, it's, it's, right it's out there, man. It's out here. Because what's what's wild? Like one, you have you have the piano loop, which is like like it sounds frantic. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And like the way he's rapping with still that lazy southern drawl, but yeah. like, but his words are still clear, and like it's so it's just it's so dope. Like like hearing kind of like uh what what was a duality at that time of an MC who like had all of those had all of that rich dialect and tonality but yet was like still like you said giving you bars <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying like you go get this work <laughs> right and so um and I'm going to be articulate when I give it to you <laughs> absolutely and and it was just it was also that time man where he had um he had a shooter uh, was Alpha Mega yeah who was just like like I, who at the time I just thought was the scariest human being yeah, on Alpha Earth Alpha Mega is, still scares me dog <laughs> I don't know where he's at now but good lord that verse on her it was like you don't want me up in your crib with a ski mask on duct taping your kids I'm like damn who are you are you are a terrible person <laughs> right right. but I would want one of you on my team yeah, like, no, and I got a couple so I'm like <laughs> you do we've talked about this you do you definitely yeah, do. I don't never have to say anything it's like alright say what you but, want yeah, but man, so yeah, but just you know, we've said this before, but just Ti has kind of been that that person who like yeah, really, 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 um, it's just kind of made me to a yeah. certain extent, like who yeah. who I am, the way I approach things artistically. A lot of it, I had, I was telling my wife about this, and I was like, I learned how to write songs by listening to him, mm-hmm. and I didn't listen to anybody as much as him. I would love to say, yeah, I used to listen to Three Stacks and Big Boy, and mm-hmm. that's how I learned how to write. I didn't. I learned how to write from him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I want to give those those great, uh, you know, hip hop answers, but I'm just like, nah, like Ti is, he's that, yeah, for me. And what I like is that the way that you know, even though like that is clearly like that's an impact for you he had this impact on you like you still sound like yourself though, yeah. too you know what i mean like i don't feel like 
while I could listen to you and be like, yeah, he's probably like Ti probably has had an impact on you. I don't hear you, and I'm not like, oh, he's a biter. Yeah, he's a I biter. I try and avoid that. Yeah, but like, I've pointed out to a couple people. I'm like, go listen to that and tell me that I'm not. Yeah, like, I'm not most influenced by this person. I want to. I want to play this and talk about that. Uh. Yeah. IV. I just gotta say some things, dog. Lately I've been trying to live and I can't even lie Harder and harder just to look you in the eye I wanna tell you all about my heart But I would rather die than face the weight of everyone Finding out who I am And these women getting thirsty, can you blame them? These men and I, me and these boys think it's entertainment So we got them touching on their body And they feeling wide open Ever touch one of mine, I leave your side wide open But the ones that I be with would handle your ass Strong to the core, don't need no man for they cash So it's fuck the patriarchy, walk beside me, not behind me But let me get back to this topic at hand Deliver me from me from this body of death I mean I hate the chemistry I love her body to death But if she ain't mine And I'm telling you shawty Flirting with the lines Just a little bit I mean you feel me Though they really out here Heavily shawty And these lames Wanna justify it Saying they falling We entertain the bullshit Cause we like the attention you Think she wanna smash you So you all in her mentions Little boy you better grow up And learn who you are Women make life, you better know who they are And even if they didn't, they deserve the applause For living through this shit, we undeserving of them all Let me keep it real, bruh, I know you hate the strong language Me not being who I am is a lot more dangerous Maybe someday we'll be friends and get past it But I'm not the type that's gonna die and roll around a casket Bruh, grave Yeah Off of Simple Minds We were saying in the break, like, like the flow itself it's the same as that other song. Yeah. And even the vernacular, it's the shouties, it's the bruhs, it's Absolutely. the, hey, this is the way I'm, this is the way, it's like, dog, I never even thought about that until we play these songs back to back, but it's like, yeah, it's dude, there. that's just what it is. And like I said- This is a hip hop ass song. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Music. And what's wild is, and what I'd say about it too, when I listen to it is, it, you know, in a, almost in a very explicit way, like it's also not- you're definitely not buying TI2 because I, you know, for all of the amazing things that Clifford Harris has provided us, uh, Clifford Harris would never say fuck the patriarchy. Ever. Uh, Clifford <laughs> Harris would lean into the patriarchy yeah, and be like, nah, we please let's hold it. <laughs> hold on to this. Let me show you other ways to make this patriarchy work for you, for us. Um, but, you know, and, you know, I don't think about this as much just because in terms of listening to music, it's it's not a trigger or a thing for me, but like. I'm sure we have some listeners out here who are like, man, some of this is destructive and bad and that in that. And then all, but even not even that really, I mean, yes, we probably do, but <laughs> I'm not worried about them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Fuck. But no, um, but no, what I really am thinking about though, is like, who is the, um, like, I'm sure we have some listeners of, we live as Kings, Alex, some listeners mm-hmm. from collision who are just like, man, the cussing, the cursing, Mm. Like they, and I guess oh, I, bro, I've I w- seen it. There's yeah, a lot of them. They're, yeah. they're not happy right and, now about and, that. And I would just wanted to provide an opportunity for you to say whatever you would like to say to that. Like in any context, like I, th- I think there's some people who feel as though I like everything Alex is doing. You know, I like his views or I like, you know, whatever. I even like the mm-hmm. music, but I just wish it wasn't like Man, cursing I, or whatever. I had a conversation yeah. with a guy. Um, the irony is he, he interviewed me for a website that I'm not going to say the name of. Uh-huh. Um, and he sent me a message. He was like, man, I love this. And he's like, I still feel like the gospel is present. I still feel like there's hope in this. And like, obviously he's like, artistically, I'm a fan of you, mm-hmm. but like, why? And I was like, <laughs> I think that the language conversation can be distracting to a larger point. 
Okay. A larger point that like American Christianity focuses a lot on outward holiness. Mm. A lot. Mm. That's don't cuss, don't drink, don't chew, don't go out with the girls that do. That kind of stuff, that kind of religion or view of God. Right. Um, and I just don't have the same views, and I never have. Mm. Um, you know, and this is the thing that I will say. My first single in 2012, I said shit on. Collision mm -hmm. Records put that song out. Mm -hmm. uh, there was also a lot of other curse words on that song from sound clips that I used uh, to kind of tell the story that I was trying to tell. But every, every album that I've ever put out has had explicit content and explicit quote-unquote cuss words. Yeah. Right, with the label, uh, you know, and I agreed that at the time, this is what we're doing, we're gonna at least cut those out. Intruder mm -hmm. had cursing on it, uh, Bloodlines had cursing on it. On Real Ones, the song that you're on, I, we cut it out, but it was like, I'd rather take my ass to work than mm -hmm. to be y'all slave, yeah, yeah. And that's even hearkening to right now, where it's like, nah, bro, I really legitimately rather go work a job than not be myself in yeah. this music, right? Um, or not necessarily, it's not that I haven't been myself, but not be able to have the freedom to speak like myself because I'm concerned that I'm not, I'm going to lose my fan base or I'm not going to make enough money. They're not going to book me no more. Right. And there's a lot of Christian artists and this is, I'm not going to say, like, there's not a, it's not all of them. A right. lot of them dudes are like, yeah, customers are saying you're going to hell for that shit. Right. Um, but then there's, there's a whole other side of, of people who are like, no, like we speak like this every day as well, but you know, it's definitely going to hinder my career. So I don't, I've had those conversations. Right. I've heard people say that. Right. Um, and I've heard people say like, what you did was make a mistake. You just shot yourself in the foot. You're not going to be able to have a career. They don't know, bro. I've been planning this for a minute. I didn't put this project out with this explicit language till I had secured management and distribution and other things to make sure that I didn't fail. Gotcha. The other thing is i don't care if you don't fuck with me i don't care if you ever give me any of your money again mm -hmm. you could never stream my shit in, like period i right. don't care i don't need your money i don't need your church to book me i don't need any of those things yeah language is not the issue the the issue is the idea that because of this outward appearance of holiness we're more godly right Right. Um, and you and I both know that that's not true. Right. And we can sit here and talk about all of the horror stories of the Christian industry and the way that people really ain't shit sometimes. But I'm not going to do that because that's, again, that's, that's, that's not the issue. Right. The language isn't even the issue. Right. It's, it's, bro, the American Jesus is not. It's, it's not biblical. Mm -hmm. The American perspective, and it may be just not even American. I know because I'm American right. and I can speak on it. I'm not saying that the Canadian Christians or the <laughs> European Christians got it right. I'm not saying that. Yeah. And I don't want to be one of them guys who just constantly criticizes the American church. But the reality is, bro, I just feel like a, a lot of my experience in churches as it revolves around drinking and smoking and cussing and all of these outward, all yeah. of them, right. all of them. People got to be able to see that all of this shit is distinctly outward, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I learned how to speak like this by listening to my mom. Mm -hmm. My mom loves God. Right. What am I supposed to do with that? Right. And so for me, it's like, this is cultural. You guys are hung up on my word choice. Right. You're not concerned. I said, fuck the patriarchy on purpose. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you, I had that song. I can play you the original version of it where I said, F the patriarchy. But later on in the song, I said, instead of saying, little boy, you need to grow up and learn who you are. Mm -hmm. I said, motherfuckers need to learn up and, 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 and know who they are. That was unnecessary strong language like that's not even needed mm, so i'm mm. like i'm gonna take this strong word and i'm gonna put it somewhere where it yeah. matters so when i think about patriarchy what do i think of no nah, fuck that mm -hmm. i don't believe in that my mm -hmm. wife mm -hmm. like the things that i because me and my wife are very different yeah my wife has shaped 
a lot of the way that I view women because mm-hmm. I'm an American dude and I'm a white dude mm-hmm. and I'm from the South and I come from a conservative family and I grew up in a Baptist church. Yeah. Like my wife getting like, bro, my wife graduated at the top of her class at UGA, gave a speech in a building that she wouldn't have been able to to go inside of, oh my God. you know, a few decades ago, right. fam. Like she couldn't have even enrolled in that school. Right. And so when I think about the way that we viewed women, people of color, all of those things, and the way patriarchy is involved in that, and just mm-hmm. white supremacy in general. No, fuck that. that yeah. don't, there's not a better word for it. <laughs> uh, and it's cultural. You think God is going to send me to hell for that word? Like, bro, we just don't believe in the same God anymore. Wow. Maybe that's kind of strong. No. But for the sake you. of conversation, I'm like, at some point, we have to start talking about whether or not we have, we, we've just missed it. Yeah. No, I, one, I appreciate you saying all of that. And a lot of these things are obviously echoes to conversations we've had privately and, and off off mics. But what I find most interesting in that, like hearing about kind of those edits and self edits that you did uh, and then bringing back on the on the song is like someone will hear someone will hear the phrase fuck the patriarchy and get mad at fuck and not patriarchy. Right. Right. You you're you're right. Like that's that's <laughs> no. what's crazy is that you hear it and you're like well uh, that word is right. and it reminds me as well as on um on dark matters, right? Where you where you say I'm sick Damn of, it, man. I'm you sick of, sick of talking to talk about, about this. this. And everyone goes and oh even at God. your listening party, you had a whole conversations about this or just the like word gen- damn. The- and I'm like, this is a four minute fucking song <laughs> about people getting murdered and, by the government. And what you heard was damn. damn. Like that's, that's the it. thing you heard. Out of the four minutes, you picked one word and was like, mm, God don't like that. No, right. God don't like people getting murdered by the government either. How about fam. that? How about like, that? Do you believe this? And so what I think is what's interesting is obviously like we're uh, both in situations where we don't have children, right? Mm-hmm. And I and I will acknowledge that, like, if you're someone who's like, I have a homie, my good homie, um, uh, West Brand, uh, Brent, uh, Brent, who's credible MC. Uh, he, you know, he talks about, yeah, man, I buy a lot of uh, edited versions of things because I'm listening with my son, who's mm-hmm. pretty young or whatever. At the time, he was saying this, and I was like, you know what? That's an acknowledgement. I recognize that. Like, yeah, that's and there's a place for all of this. Like, that for makes sure. sense for that. And Brent doesn't do this, but just in general, I feel like if people have the mentality to say like, hey, maybe as a parent or as a, you know, as a, the the overseer of my children's ears or whatever, like maybe I shouldn't be seeking music that's one size fit all for every age bracket, right? Like, mm-hmm. like maybe- People grow. Yeah, like, like it could literally be- grow. Right. It could be that like, yes- the nine-year-old can no longer listen to Alex Face music anymore because that's it, cool with me, though. Right, because he's not supposed to be listening to Alex's not for him. Right, and that's the thing that I've had to tell people ad nauseum, bro, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. People who are like, "Oh my God, I can't listen to your shit in the car with my kids," and I'm like, "Dog, I don't care." Right, I know that sounds uh, callous or mm. inconsiderate, but it's like this is an extension of who I am. Right, like when right. I write a song and I put it out. Mm-hmm. This is this is my art. Right. This is who I am. I'm this is this is me telling you this is what I think about stuff. This is what I think about myself. This is what I think about God. This is what I think about the patriarchy. Mm-hmm. I don't care if your kid likes it. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you like it. It's mine. It's for me. Yeah. And at the end of the day, when I come to music, I make it first for myself. Right. Period. Right. 
So it's like, man, I'm not trying to be that dude who's like, man, forget y'all and all these people who supported me for years. I appreciate it. Any song that you've ever listened to, bought, I'm grateful for it. Mm-hmm. I'm not finna I'm not finna diminish what right. it was. And I'm also not gonna sit here and act like what I'm doing now isn't different. Right. 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 It is. I yeah. did use language on all of my other projects, but I know that what I'm doing is different and I know that people are bothered. Right. Um I don't want to diminish that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to diminish the support from those people and why they feel so strongly about it. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, dog, go listen to We Live as Kings. Yeah. That's the beautiful thing about music. It didn't go away. <laughs> it's still there, it's brother. It's still there, yeah. dog. It's still there. And if it touched you then, it can still touch you now and yeah. like let it continue to do that work that it is. And I want to I want to say too like I don't regret any of that music. Right. I still believe the vast majority of the things that I said in all of those songs. Yeah. yeah. Like people act like I've fallen from grace because right. of because of a four letter word. Right. And I'm like, dog, if you really feel like the Lord lost me <laughs> or I've lost the Lord because of whatever, like yeah. I'm like, fam, again, like I said, it's like that's when you gotta start having the conversation of like maybe we missed it. Right. Like I'm not being vulgar, I'm not being li- licentious, I'm not shooting people, kicking doors, talking about bitches, talking <laughs> about this. I'm not doing any right, of right, that. Right, 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 right. I'm doing the opposite. Uh, right. Like the polar opposite. Right. And to drive home how strongly I feel about some of these things, I'm saying words that culturally are considered strong language. Right. Like, dog, I just can't do it. I can't. And so, yeah, I'm glad you asked that. But yeah, no, language is, that's a distraction. Yeah. People hung up on the wrong shit. Man, we are approaching home because I want to talk about, you know, when you're finishing a set, when you're Mm. finishing a song, you kind of leave someone with a lasting impression. And, um, and... On the Simple Minds project, the last song is the song called Runaway featuring Tony Bad. And I want you, you know, I want you to say a little bit about that because even when I when I spoke to you about it, I was like, hey, the song's cool, but it sounds different than the rest of the mm-hmm. album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were just like, oh, that's not because it's like a bonus song. It's not yeah. like <laughs> we made it. And I was like, I want to put it out, but I I I like it's just gonna go at the end because yeah. it don't fit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I should have said that it was a bonus on the project. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. I wanted to reiterate it so that everyone out here heard it. But the, I'm gonna play the last song on the project, which coincidentally, uh, this dropped as a single, right? Like, yeah, I, this was the most important song on the project because everything that we just talked about is like people who are like, "Oh, I have questions for you." I'm yeah. like. I answered you in the song. Yeah. Did you listen? Yeah. And that's another frustrating thing for me is I feel like people in general um, are not critical listeners. And then sometimes with Christians, bro, like uh, the, 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 the Christian hip hop fan base that I've had to, to engage over the last few weeks with this project, I'm like, you guys aren't critical listeners. And, uh, and it's starting to click now Interesting. that if you weren't able to draw that that this shouldn't surprise you from my last three albums, mm. then I know that you haven't been listening to the words that I've been saying. And that, to a certain extent, honestly, some of these people who are like, I'm hurt by you. And I'm like, mm. I'm offended that you're hurt. Yeah. Because you should have known better than yeah. to think anything other about me than what this is saying. I'm going to play Tension. We're going to talk about that critical listenership in just a second here. But this is Tension, the uh, official final song yeah. off of Simple Minds. <laughs> Yeah, Alex on that fake shit. Alex 
on that real shit. Alex ain't gon' make shit, but Alex on that trill shit. Alex ain't here for all that rap to pay the bill shit. Alex on that call my wife and mama a crib shit. Had too many people in my circle, had to cut them off. Had too many people in my world trying to stunt my growth. Alex on that father, son, and holy spirit listening. Out of the same mouth, the holy and profane. My affections have been conflicted, sent all positioning. Concerned about the state of my soul or my name. Been trying to tell the truth to them, but they ain't really listening. I do it for the Lord, or do I do it for the game? When I'm cursing all my brothers, but then blessing Christ's name. And it sound like some fake shit, but ain't that just a game? Line them up and knock them down, the pressure been the realest Lock me up and tie me down, depression, I can feel it I walk the fine line between religious and explicit I'm a Christian, I'm conflicted, I'm unsure about the business Entertainment clubs and churches, will I make it blunts and hearses? I don't really think it's worth it, but it's pleasure bringing work And gotta be who he created me to be And that ain't you, is it? Unless it is, then I'm here to take some shots for you But if it ain't, to keep it moving, dog. But if you're here for the race, then I got a lot for you It's a cool world when you're trying to make it Killing. If you go outside the lines, they gon' lay where you a villain At the cost of your soul, how you feelin' like the victim Lose your purpose on the way of getting lost inside the system Can I live Sometimes I get it from my father Divided in many ways, in other ways I don't bother Existential day to day, believing the lies I still desire God, he's the worth of my life It's the gospel of the South Go to church and cut your hair, boy Gold on my teeth and on my wrist, now that ain't fair, boy Turn the music down, we don't like that over here, boy Wrapped in ideology, ain't never felt the real joy of freedom Life will come and swallow you whole Hands to the plow, but you follow the mold Feeling like you losing cause you followed the road That you saw another take and now you out of control Smoking too much, you know I had to stop the drinking Read a lie too, I've been exercising demons Kierkegaard and Freud, they contaminate my thinking But the Puritans and Calvin, that's supposed to be the reason I can't call it, can't call it. Maybe I'm a heathen Man, I can't call it hard, it's prone to unbelieving My partner Tony said I might be going through a season I'm just grateful for my people, Lord, knowing that I need a miss up when you're trying to make a killing If you go outside the lines They gon' lay where you a villain At the cost of your soul How you feeling like the victim Lose your purpose on the way you get your lost I've obviously heard that. I think you. I think this was the first song you sent me from the project. Yeah, because like really I, early I stole a whole line from you, <laughs> uh, and I'll point that out because now that we're talking, so that people know that I walk a fine line between religious and explicit. I'm a, like that whole it's thing all good. was, I, and I asked you for permission because I was like, dog, I need that. This project is that line it's, encapsulates <laughs> what I am doing with my life right now. But it's all good. One because uh, uh, it was my it was my like song filled handwriting which you yeah. mixed and mastered uh you probably had to sit with that song for a few hours a million times <laughs> and, so, and so the fact that it made it in i'm like oh man i'm, I'm about that i feel honored uh but Yo. that being said man like um you sent this very early to me and i just remember hearing it and i was like man like that's crazy one production yeah that was the first song crazy. me and ivy ever did yeah and you had which told, is crazy right and i think what's wild is you told me about ivy but that was like my first time hearing like 
him and your production i was just like yo that's that's nuts and so you were talking about the guitar solo that happens at the end yeah that's uh tony bad tony bad day i met him he came they called him to come to the studio me and him are really good friends now Mm -hmm. and uh we ended up making that song runaway like months down the road but he Mm -hmm. came in and brought his guitar and we were like okay play on this and so yeah (laughs) one take i was like oh you're talented hey what's your name (laughs) you know what you're doing um, but no, what I there's so many quotables in the song, man. I think that it's like, but I think what's great about it is it really does, to your point, it really does say everything. Yeah, like you know what I mean. It's like, the bow. It's it the really button. is. It's the we we're gonna button this yeah. project up. Yeah, it's my final thoughts. Yeah, it's very good, man. I think um, you know because what I hear you drawing on is like essentially like even like you know you mentioned the idea of like. Uh, you know Kierkegaard and 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 uh, various world philosophers, mm-hmm. and you know almost being given Bro. like a spooky fear about given a spooky fear about them science and psychology. Right. It's like oh no, we can't touch that. And it's like dog, I'm a psychology major. A lot mm-hmm. of people don't know that. I'm halfway through my bachelor's degree. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. trying to rap and go to school and study psychology at the same time. Like I can't front that shit has done things to the way that I view the world and the way that I view the church. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, in a healthy way. Like I'm not. I don't know. I know that there's Christians right now probably like f- with losing their minds. Like oh my god, he <laughs> went to college and left. You know. Because that's a stereotype. Away. You know, yeah. he went to college and and, and fell away. And mm-hmm. so it's like, no, that's not true. That's right. not true. It just gave me a better understanding and realizing that, like, I mean, I come from reformed theological circles. Mm-hmm. That in and of itself is a is a is a philosophy. That right. in and of itself has, uh, you know, psychological techniques in in terms of like catechisms, mm-hmm. in terms of like the way that you're supposed to raise your kids and the way mm-hmm. that you're supposed to do this and the way that you're supposed to do that. It all boils down to at the end of the day, this is mental health and science mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. It's mm-hmm. not only that. I'm not saying that there's not a spiritual or ooh, forgive me, mystical element to uh, God. Right. But like, man, like I'm a very rational person. I've told you like at the end, of, like I struggle more with with believing that God exists than mm. I do a lot of other things. Gotcha. So for me, like I, I think about things from a, from a firstly, like I try to be as rational as possible. Yeah. Um, and yeah, no, like when I read Kierkegaard, I'm like, this dude is right. Mm-hmm. Freud, Freud was nuts mm-hmm. about a lot of different shit. But when I think about his, the concept of the id, I'm mm-hmm. like, bro, this dude is, this dude is describing the reformed concept of total depravity, except mm-hmm. for he's saying that that's what we're supposed to do sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, thinking about all of that different stuff and just the way that it relates to my perspective of self and others. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, yeah, nah, bro, there's a tension. And the name of the song is Tension. There's there's a lot of tension in my heart about right. about all of these things. About like, man, if, should I should I divorce myself completely from the world, from science, mm. from any other type of intellectual schools of thought? And I'm just like, man, I don't think so. Yeah. I feel like there's room for that. Um it's kind of full stop. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 it's fine. And I think that, you know, what that song to me works through on a bunch of different levels like um musically i think that you know one like the tempo is such that like you feel like there's movement you feel like there's this but then i feel like there's these light elements with the element with the melodies that almost serve as like uh, i won't say in contrast per se but just like they're almost doing something different and i feel like there's as a result of that there's 
um, this kind of musical tension in the song mm. that works. Like it, it doesn't come off, you know, like cacophonous <laughs> or anything my, like that. My boy, uh, Aha. Mm-hmm. Told me that it sounded like the the background music for a murder mystery. Yeah, <laughs> that is it's like not it sounds wrong. like a detective is looking for some things. Not wrong. I was and like, that's a dope way to describe that. The is sound. not yeah because and I feel like lyrically that's what you're doing throughout the throughout the verses is like looking for some things. Like it's essentially you. And there's the cuts. Even when Ivy did those cuts, the mm-hmm. Can I Live? It's like maybe from his perspective, he's sending that message to people like, will y'all let us live? But for me, when I look at that, I'm like, I'm asking myself, like, can I live? Like, yeah. what does that even look like? Can I do that? And this? so I think people can view those, people can view that song from, from, from a, a lot of different angles. Yeah. But what it means for me is, is less about talking to people or talking at people, telling them, hey, this is what you're supposed to believe. It's more so me talking to myself, like, what do you believe? Yeah. Are you, are, like, the tension that's in me, it's not, that song of tension isn't about me having tension with others right, <laughs> about right, these right, things. It's right. me having tension within myself trying to decide, like, am I wandering? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. I do for sure. I know. But like <laughs> in terms of this, in terms of content, in terms of language, in terms of philosophy and worldview, am I wandering? And for right. me, I'm like, nah, I don't feel like it. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, and again, once again, I said the word feel. So it's just like, <laughs> I already know, bro. I come from, you know, reformed theological circles. And it's mm-hmm. just like feel is, is it's, it's a four letter word. That's wild. That's wild. I think, um, I think it's a great, kind of end to the project itself and it in you know i i want to make sure that i talk too about like when you think about other people's music and other ending songs like when you're ending a set yeah what is perhaps one of the most standout like final songs to an album mm. that just you know you got to the end of it and it either made you say damn that was incredible yeah wow or like, yo, that's so nuts. I want to hear this all over again. Like, I want to give you. Again. I'll give you the most recent example because I, there's a couple that I that I really like. Mm-hmm. But my favorite album, maybe in the last few years, yeah. was um, um, Freak. I can't. Hang on, you're gonna have to edit this out. My <laughs> phone died too, but it's either um, Forever Is a Mighty Long Time mm. or Crit's last album. Yeah, yeah. What was yeah, it yeah. called? What was the title of the? It was a double album. Right. So you were talking about. Um, I'm looking at the cover right now because it's it's after. It's, it's not Catalactica. It's the one the after one that. After Catalactica. Right. Um, but yeah, um, we're gonna talk. Uh, I know people that, who are listening are like, "What's going on here? Why do you not know this offhand?" But I feel like is it. Um, a lot of his albums are sa- are are titled the same, <laughs> pretty, the same, much. pretty close. Forever is a mighty long time. That Forever, is, so it was. Yeah, I was yeah, right. I right. bet. Then can't nobody they say were, nothing yeah, to me, dog. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> on official, official, all stripes. Can't take nothing I, away like, from I, that I'm man. a real serious crit fan, no, and I, I, I felt kind of bad just now. <laughs> no, no, no. It's all good. We all look like rookies just for a second. No, no the last right. song on this album, "Bury Me in Gold." First of all, it's a double album. So yeah. the first side, the first half, which is another thing I love about crit. And mm-hmm. Crit to me is right there up under Ti. Like if I was 11 years old right now, that's yeah. who I would be saying all of these things about. Yeah, because he's that guy. Like I've, I don't think that there's a better rapper in the South than mm-hmm. him right now. Period. Like in the story, I'm gonna play Bury Me in Gold, and we'll talk. 
All they ever wanted was a gold chain with the gold ring. Twinkle, twinkle, cause they gold mine. Candy paint with the gold flakes. They gold, said grin as she smiled with a gold tooth. I got a gold to be golden like King Tut. Off in those pictures, all that gold that would flicker. Make it hard to call me nigga, cause the chains ain't the chain they chained us up with. This rope ain't the rope they hanged us up with. 24K gold face with the Rolex. Invisible set with the grill, that's how gold tastes. Joy 7's golden moment with the gold lace. Gold time, gold mine to the gold gates. If I Die, bury mine in a gold case. Slow down, never mind, it's a gold chase. Going for the gusto in a gold place. May God forgive my sins for a gold space. But the gold never shined in our atmosphere Gold bottles, I ain't talking about the champagne Malt liquor sipping gold helped us maintain Hood niggas watching Goldie like that's sus Bagging up the gold dust with the law's rush Snitching on them golden boys with the gold trust Represented by the lawyers with gold cuffs They order sweet potato with the gold crust At the same restaurant with the gold judge They hate the confidence and shine that the gold gives So we take away your freedom and your golden year The only time you see your mother golden tears Like what good is gold if you never hear What good is gold that you never will I hope it pays your way on the golden pill Materialistic things that we strive so hard for as human beings And it, it's not fulfilling It doesn't take away the pain It doesn't take away the loss You have to search higher You have to go higher for that The higher power, the higher energy And that's what I'm striving for So in the event that I go and you have to bury me You can bury me with all these things And as soon as I see my maker I will give it all back I give it all away Cause it wasn't nowhere near as important As being in heaven and being at peace Believe that though. Believe that though. Uh -huh. Better me and go. Man, that boy was preaching at the end of that joint. Yeah, dog. He's a Christian. Like openly. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so That's true. <laughs> I love this project and I love that song because it's a meaningful song. Yeah. Musically, it's beautiful. It's probably one of the prettiest songs on that project. 
I love beautiful music. When yeah. them horns come in, like a third or two thirds of the way through, kind of towards the end, it's just like, oh no, I'm a sucker for any kind of brass. Right, right, right. He's um, what I find fascinating about, and you were getting to this before we played it. What I find fascinating about Crit is like he's so incredibly consistent mm-hmm. and so incredibly underrated. The, the most underrated in <laughs> my like, opinion yeah. i don't know how he isn't i don't know it's uh, it's so nuts because he i and the thing is that the and it could be just the people that i that i meet or that i know in my circle or my chosen circle but he has a reservoir of people that i encounter on a consistent basis who are just like i just want him to win Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know people who speak ill of this dude. I've never, I've never even like. My thing is, I don't know him. Mm-hmm. I don't. I've never met him. Mm-hmm. But I want him to win, and I don't feel like that about many people. Right? That I don't know. There are people that I, I do him. know. I believe that, when he, the, I believe the shit that he says about himself is true, and yeah. that's why I want him to win. That's why there are people I do know that I have met that I don't want to win. Right? Because you don't believe them. <laughs> the shit that they say about themselves is not true. Right? It's wild. Just you know, we were talking the other day about. Uh, uh, or we talking a little bit ago about um I was at this past Sunday at the um at the Groove uh ATL, which is a dope show put on by the work crew and DJ Wallace Sparks mm. here in Atlanta. Um but um but yeah, Crit was out there um just right. like chilling, like not doing anything, not on stage, not like it. and it's it's a block party <laughs> setting, so you're just kinda like walking around, like running into people and you know you look over here and there's Brian Michael Cox just standing there, just <laughs> like doing whatever. Like it's just like, you know, creator of all the R and B from Atlanta that you love, you know what I'm saying? Is right there. And then you walk over here and there's Big Crit just standing there with a you know, sunglasses chilling and like it's just but it was such a good vibe and but like it's such a good this is not a commercial for the groove, but it essentially it's saying it's such a good vibe at that space that you would expect someone like Crit who seems like such a good positive person to be in a space like this where it's just like man this is just yeah it's just, it makes sense yeah like this is this is this where, is where you belong brand. right yeah. right 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 um yeah and it's that's such a great album like in general like that's uh, a, like there's so much about heat. like the like that song tension mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the tension that he has in his music yeah. is it's so natural and it's so honest um, and he does things that I don't think that I would do, um, mm-hmm. you know, musically and, and content wise, but I appreciate him because of the sincerity of it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Um, and then just, I mean, beyond the sincerity, this shit is just, it's just tight. It's jamming. It's just like tight. It's and that, music. I mean, that Country was a, rap tunes. that people are putting out these really long albums right now mm-hmm. for streaming purposes and mm-hmm. the, you know, all of that shit, dog. There wasn't a filler track on that whole freaking project, bro. That mug was 20 songs or some kind of crazy, ridiculous amount of songs. Right. And they were all great. And that song, I was like, this is the perfect way. I don't know, bro. Like a perfect final song. It's great. If it can be done, yeah. I feel like he got real close. <laughs> That's dope. And I love it because like this is not... Uh, yeah, like this, this joint creeped out last year, right? Or it wasn't earlier this year, was it? No, it was last year, 2017. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, I think yeah. it was the end but of last late, year. But beginning. it was late towards the, yeah. Um, but I was saying all this to say that, like, it's that 
dope, impactful, powerful music is happening in real time. Like it's not something that you have to climb nah, back to the, the pages past, bro. to do. Like like critical listenership, right, now. right? Good fans, like right. people being fans of good ass music that's coming out right now is very important. Turn so the important. fucking radio <laughs> off, dog. It's out this here. is not shade, but there are more dope artists out right now than Cardi B and Offset and Quavo, and mm-hmm. you feel me? Like yeah. I get on, and like it's it's it's, it's a thing, dog. Mm-hmm. And I like that music. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. I'm not one of them cats who's like, nah, man, I hate the Migos. Turn that shit off. Right. But uh, there's more than that. There's right. more than there are people right. saying other things. There's different worldviews being expressed through hip hop. I mean, through I mean, beyond hip hop, just in general. But there is so much dope expression right now. People, I feel like this might be a crazy thing to say, and it might be uh, an arrogant thing to say. But I feel like people, just by virtue of how easy we have access to information right now, like people are saying things now that they've never said before. Like people are getting smarter than they've ever been before. Mm. I don't gotta go to college, mm. like dog. Mm. I I have the internet. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to learn how to do something. I'm gonna get on YouTube. I haven't paid somebody to fix my car in a long time. Got you. You feel me? Yeah, and so yeah. it's like when you think about music, right, bro? You got so much. Like, there's no reason to not find new music. You don't yeah. even gotta go to the store. Right, right, like, right, right. Pull up your phone. Pay seven bucks a month for Spotify or mm-hmm. whatever the hell it is, mm-hmm. and discover dope ass music and listen to it and be a fan and support and buy a t-shirt and go to a concert yeah that shit is important the fans is. are fans are lazy right now like, yeah <laughs> they're I think, spoiled because I, of it i think that it's uh yeah i think that uh great music has never been uh in closer arm's reach than yeah. now you know that's what i mean good, yeah, and i think that it's a just the thing of um before being an educated consumer required much more of you and i don't think it does now and yeah. so there's less excuses yeah to not know that's what that i'm saying it's like i don't want to say that my fans or anybody else's fans are lazy mm-hmm. but i'd be like bro you don't you are you serious yeah. right now <laughs> yeah 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 man um simple minds alex faith uh skyline creative what um this album is what a month old a month old about a month old about a month old as as we're recording right now um man like what's next is it just continuing to build with skyline i got a a single about to come out uh, that doesn't sound anything like simple minds it's highly commercial because i like that shit yeah yeah Uh, Yeah, and i love confusing people i like i it's it's the ti thing it's like ti is gonna do you know the rihanna record it's Mm -hmm. gonna blow up it's gonna be huge but then he's also you know in his catalog there are Tell him I said that there are yeah. still ain't forgave myself. There right. are I like I like the the variety. I like the ability mm-hmm. to do. It's like because that's me and this is me. And I wish I could play you the song so that you could you could hear it. Okay. Uh, but like yeah, I got oh I can't play. Be on it. the lookout. Yeah, no. Be on the lookout. <laughs> I got later. another single, and then I've got Simple Minds too. Hopefully before the end of the year. Super fresh. Yeah, man. Be already halfway done. Man, man. <laughs> I know it's nuts. I know it's nuts. Uh. I believe these people should know where to find you, but yeah. if not, tell them where to find you. AlexFaith.net. Yeah. AlexFaith.net and AlexFaithATL on all social media platforms. There it is. But I really only use Instagram, so don't try. <laughs> like, Facebook is my least favorite thing in the world. Word don't up. send me a message on Facebook. I'm never going to see it. Word up. Word up. Man, Alex, I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with uh, myself, Setlist, 4th District. Yeah. Just really appreciate it. Yeah, dog. I appreciate you guys for always giving me a platform. Like, for real, for real. 
Always, always. Uh, yeah, man, that was that. We are going to keep things moving, uh, you know, as we continue to roll out more and more from the set list and from 4th District. But I'm so grateful and appreciative that I had the good homie Alex Face fall through. This was this episode. Hit us up. Let us know what you thought. Uh, rate, review, subscribe. And uh, we'll check in with you soon. All right. Go buy my stuff. Buy his shit. <laughs>